0: Hello guys and welcome back to episode number, what are we, 18?
1: I think 18, yeah, yeah episode number 18. That could 18. be wrong, Yeah, you
0: know. <laughs> episode number 18 of the Tom and Rory Talk Show, but as you can tell, Tom is back in the room with me, this is the first one that we've recorded in probably over a year when we've been in well, the same room. yeah,
1: when did the coronavirus like start, like, <laughs> I mean probably like since February, I'd yeah. say. I think like the that.
0: problem was as well, because we, st- so we would have started February for our first one. But then, obviously, I think we did, like, four in a row. Then we had a break. We did a fifth. But then... After that, I don't know when the next one we did was, and then it would have been during lockdown. So it's definitely been over a year since we've been in the same room recording.
1: Yeah, but it's good to be back in the same room because, you know, you don't have to listen to my stupid audio on the phone, yeah. like, trying to, like, make out in my crackly voice. So hopefully this sounds better for you guys. Um, yeah, we're into a very a topic very close to my heart today, aren't we, Rory?
0: Yeah, well, we're going to be discussing Arsenal. I mean, we... So we had, we just finished, we just finished our exams as well. Tom's not actually finished yet, but,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> needs but it was just, just no need, was yeah.
0: it? Just, <laughs> just absolutely no need. No, no. So we basically, we finished our exams, obviously last week, was it, was it last, when, no, it would have been the week before that Arsenal went out of the Europa League, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So obviously we've had Arsenal going out of the Europa League, but because of the exams and everything, this is kind of the... This is the episode that we're going to touch on that one. Um, I mean, I phoned you, I think, that weekend, and I was saying we should get an Arsenal podcast out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what we've been planning. I've also um, contacted just... Well, I've got, I've sort of courted, um, you know, for certain opinions of other people. So, um, if I've spoken to you over the past few weeks, maybe about Arsenal, then your name might be mentioned in this podcast. I hope that, um, you know, that, that is okay um but i wanted to get other opinions um but we're just going to be going through basically where we think arsenal need to improve uh what key positions they need to improve on but also where tom stands with the manager where a few other people stand with the manager um and what we think the aim should be maybe next season it's going to be slightly similar to our uh, podcast on tottenham a few weeks ago 100 um and obviously um before we get into this um I just again wanted to say a massive thank you for the support that we've had recently. Getting to one K streams was great, um, and it's just because you know we did this, we did an Arsenal Tottenham po- podcast about a year ago, I think. Yeah, like, it was like the, summer of yeah. year twelve, or whatever. So, yeah. so kind of, kind of coming up to a year since that's come out, and we're basically touched. We've touched on Tottenham, we're touching on Arsenal, and I just don't think much has changed really <laughs> since Like, I think when we put that out, we were kind of expecting because I, I feel like Arsenal last season. And I feel like we'll start here, but I feel like Arsenal last season, um, especially when Arteta came in, first kind of six weeks, I think, of Arteta's reign, you could kind of see that they wanted to, They had a plan, they wanted to do something. He wanted to tighten up that defence um, and you maybe sacrificed um, the, the kind of attacking play that you'd experienced under Emery to shore up the defence in the short term. And then I think it worked in the sense that after those six weeks had passed where the players were getting used to the new style, there did seem to be an improvement you had the fa cup win obviously and then you went after that and won the community shield and i remember we did our predictions video at the start of the season which we'll probably come back to <laughs> i think if we're going to do a yeah. team of the season thing as well we we'll probably be, come yeah, back yeah. to that um but i think you would have had arsenal pushing for top four maybe not straight in the top four but i think you did say if you got our if you got Partey, you're really confident that you would get top four How do you feel now?
1: (laughs) Well, particularly after that Partey signing, I was like, yeah, we're definitely in with a shout for the top four this year. I just thought, especially when Arteta first came in, like, I do think there was a lot of the same attacking deficiencies in his first sort of six months or so. But in the first, I swear, like three games, I, I remember we lost to Chelsea. And then we beat Man United, but I'd never seen the team run and try as much as they had mm-hmm. in those two games for a while, and that's one of the things that I liked about Arteta because he seemed to be getting like maximum effort out of the team, mm-hmm. and I think that is 100 percent something that's been lost over yeah. the last year.
0: Now I remember the Chelsea game, and I remember you lost, um, but Leno made a really poor yeah, mistake, yeah. and then obviously Tammy Abraham scored, and there was he's <laughs> defending <Mustafi's that>, that... <laughs> yeah. in that goal. Yeah. Oh my god! No, because Willian, because Willian got Willian did really well to get into the box, but then when he cuts it back it's like Tammy Abraham just pivots to the side and like <laughs> Mustafi just slides yeah, it's just criminal he doesn't but, even do like a yeah. body face yeah, he, no body thing. he, just <laughs> he literally of... just touches it and then Mustafi mm-hmm.
1: falls over and Tammy back. but I actually
0: but... I think I started I don't think I watched that game from kickoff because if I remember correctly I think I was in Ireland this was in the, it was around the Christmas it was around New Year what was in there, yeah, think, yeah. yeah yeah so um, I'd, when I've gone to I, I think I tuned in at about 30 minutes and I thought Arsenal were awesome that day like I really did and I thought they were really unlucky to lose yeah. Um. Um, but then I, I didn't watch the United game, but I probably picked them up more towards like the FA Cup run. But I think, like you said, that attacking deficiencies were still there. Yeah. Um, I just think one of the things I thought when I watched back one of the goals recently from the game against... You you know the goal against City in the FA Cup semi-final? Yeah. Where it's the a pass, it's a brilliant, brilliant goal. goal. Yeah, brilliant yeah. goal. Yeah. We said that in unison. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but the thing is, yeah, no. do you know what
1: another thing I think about that though is yeah. everyone in that team... Was seem to be comfortable with the ball at his yes. feet, and it, yes. it started. I mean, we'll with get Amy. into positions yeah. and stuff, but yeah. it started with Emmy Emmy yeah. Martinez, who's very comfortable with the ball at his feet, very capable distributor, and I think Leno, he does, he just doesn't have the same sort of um, reassuring presence at the yeah. back that Martinez does, which I think played a big part in our run towards the FA Cup.
0: I I'd agree with you on that because yeah. again, I know I said before I think you made the right decision to to sell Emmy, but it was when I watched that goal back and I thought. I think they kind of came in. They, they, Arteta's team seemed to have a bit more identity with Emmy at the back, um, in in, in uh, with Emmy in goal, and that that kind of playing out from the back. Leno really struggled with that under Emery. He struggled with that a lot under Arteta as well. So. Yeah, I think that was a big mistake with hindsight. Well, yeah, I said at the time, I just yeah. wanted to
1: keep both. Like, why can't we just have two good goalkeepers? Let's see who's the best. Whoever's the best, they'd be number one. Yeah. But I understand it's not as easy as that when players mm-hmm. want to play and they feel like they're good enough to play. I, feel, I always felt Martinez was the better keeper even when we sold him. I was like, mm-hmm. I just thought Martinez is probably, they're probably equally good shot stoppers, but Martinez, better with the water's feet, more presence yeah. uh, just in terms of collecting crosses yeah. uh, and just being like, a sort of voice at the back I, I just feel like Martinez he was there for the defenders and Leno is just sort of making last it saves which he's great at but like I just think he can do better with that and also I think that word you just mentioned is quite key here identity mm-hmm. literally Arsenal just as a club really since the Cronkies um, took over and particularly I mean I agreed with the decision at the time when Wenger left but particularly since Wenger's left there's just been a real lack of identity at mm-hmm. the club and you think The players that are coming through now, you've got, like, Saka... Smith rowe Tierney coming in from the Scot- from the Scottish League at Celtic, and they're looking around at the rest of the players and the manager maybe, and they're thinking what is they they want to find out like, what is the- what's this club about, what's this team about, and I just don't know who they're looking at, who's going to tell them that because like Aubameyang doesn't strike me as a leader. The mm-hmm. only one that sort of strikes me with some leadership qualities is Xhaka, but he's but just that's, not yeah. that good at football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so- <laughs> no one of the big
0: problems is he's not good at football and he's a footballer. So- yeah. <laughs> um no, I think I think you're right, and um, I think. There there is a big void of leadership in that squad, 100%. But also, I think the problem this season is Arsenal have been heavily dependent on the likes of Saka, Smith-Rowe, Kieran Tierney. Um, Even, I know, they haven't been dependent on Martinelli, but when Martinelli's come in, he's looked like a breath of fresh air in that team. Um, They haven't been able to rely on... On the people, people again who've been quite poor this season. You think of people like Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin, who's been around the club for a long time, strikes you as an Arsenal man when, you, when you would have seen him in the, you know, in, in the when the there was the new kit commercial and everything, and had you know had long wanted to be the captain and everything and dreamed about playing for Arsenal. So you think of him, who's been there for a while. He's been poor this season. Xhaka has never really. Done.
1: Done. Never he's, really done it. It's no coincidence yeah. that when we signed, just since we signed Jacka, we haven't made it to the top four. No. Like it really is no coincidence. <laughs> no,
0: and that's the thing because Jacka, I think, has can have six, seven, eight good games. But I think the problem with Xhaka is he's never is is for me he's a bit he doesn't have as much talent as this player. Before I get you know crucified for saying this, but he's a bit like Paul Pogba in the sense that he can have six to seven good games, but when you really need to count on him. I just don't think you can. And I for that reason, I, would be, I wouldn't be looking to hang on to someone like Xhaka. But another one I think would be... I mean, there's guys that have been in that squad now. Like Rob Holden's been there for a while. Callum Chambers has been there for a while. Never been good enough for Arsenal. Never probably will be good enough for Arsenal. Even the likes of Leno. I feel like Leno's let you down on quite a few occasions this season. He's been there for a bit now. It's just... There just seems to be anyone who should, and Willian coming in has been a massive, massive disappointment. Aubameyang's not been up to scratch this season. Lacazette has been.
1: You just can't. You just can't. Lacazette. The thing with Lacazette is like. I do believe he's one of the players that does put 100% in every yeah. single game and I, he has p- probably been one of our better players this season but you just can't rely on Lacazette to score you 15 goals in a Premier League no. season because he's never actually no. done it no. and then how can I say turn around and tell someone that yeah, Lacazette is good enough to be Arsenal striker because he's never hit 15 goals yeah. in the Premier League season yeah. so I just, I, it's just a severe lack of reliability, reliability amongst all the players the only player that I trust to perform every single game is really Kieran I like even Saka like like, Saka's been out of form recently. But how many times can you ask a 19-year-old to drag you out of the thing. mud? Like, you can't just keep asking him to go into that world. Like, it's going to run out eventually. But I think the
0: problem is with that as well. Like you said, you can't rely on a 19-year-old. But also, we've seen with people like Mason Greenwood this season, like, Greenwood went through a kind of patch of, like, 20 games where he didn't score. And then recently, in the last six weeks, he's been excellent for Manchester United. But that is the epitome of someone who is still kind of growing. growing yeah it's still growing and they haven't obviously they haven't reached anywhere near their potential I think both of them are fantastic players um, but Saka again when you're looking to rely on someone like Bukayo Saka it's just not going to happen you know you can't expect him <laughs> to get 10 goals 10 assists this season you know you,
1: you just like like i said you just can't keep mm-hmm. there's only so many times a 19 year old can just yeah. pull you out of the mud again and this is the thing again.
0: as well i was thinking about this before and we'll get on to this because i think we'll talk about areas of improvement but one of the things i was thinking about before is that you know you're looking at people are saying about maybe striking alternatives and everything and they're talking about getting fuller and balligan in the side and like i'm I, i'm i'm for that but at the same time it's like but he's not going to... He's 18. Like, what, what, what can he really do? He's it's not like, going to come in and score 30. It, it's like, just
1: one of those things. Like, what do people really expect when they, when yeah. they say that? Like, everyone's like, I, it's all great. Like, yeah, let's get the youth in. They're going to play for the badge. And they probably will. But, like, once they get into... They might have a good bit of form off of four or five games. And then what happens when they go through seven, eight games when they don't score yeah. and they don't perform? And it's going to happen when you're that age and you've yeah. just been thrown into it. So... As much as it's great to say, oh, yeah, we've got Miguel Aziz, we've got Balogun. <laughs> Trust me. But like... <laughs> Miguel Aziz, like,
0: the thing is, Balogun, at least, it's like obviously he's just signed a new he signed a five-year deal I think till yeah, 2026 yeah. so the club have obviously got faith in him, mm-hmm. to, give him a, to hand him a five-year deal and I think he's on good money as well I don't know what the actual figure is yeah. but I remember I mean James was going on about how it's 60k I highly doubt it's 60k for it's an 18 not, year old it, it can't if be 60k there's no and if it is 60k I would not have, I would just <laughs> wouldn't have offered him a deal but, um, but like Balogun at least there's some sort of but Miguel Aziz I mean no one's even seen this has anyone seen him play? Have you ever seen him I've play? Seen, he's played yeah. a few Europa League minutes.
1: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. He's sound. Like yeah. He's alright. Yeah. He's not going to be. I. Yeah. I don't see him as a Premier League footballer in the next three years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of players like that. In Ketia, like, I feel like this is a particular sort of trend of our fan base where we tend to like think our youngsters are great and then like, we that bring them through. We saw at the start of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <there>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We bring them through and actually they're not that good. They're just sort of like average players who like, you know, they is a great story. Then coming from being eight years old in the academy, but since um when was the last player that we actually brought out of the academy, apart from Saka that's performed for a season, like no one really Wilshere probably yeah, like even, and even then like <laughs> yeah know. like Wilshere was great and then Ox. He, no he was Ox Southampton was yeah 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 he
0: was kind of, well you yeah but you still bought him didn't you I suppose yeah. this, it's like saying Theo Walcott he's not really from your yeah. academy yeah but um who else would there have been.
1: There isn't really anyone, which is to answer your question.
0: Well, it's the <laughs> likes of. You're talking Joe Willock's, as Reese Nelson's, those yeah. kind of guys. Like, just not good enough. Yeah, literally just not good enough. Well, we'll get on to that. So, <laughs> so, if we're saying areas of improvement, I mean, I'll mention someone straight away. This is the first name drop that anyone's getting. It is Max Cohen. I was speaking to Max yesterday. Um. And he was saying, if Leno, goal, if Leno goes, because obviously there's rumours this week that have come out that Leno doesn't really want to commit to a new deal. Um, he, I think his deal runs out in 2023, so he's got two years left. Um, if Leno was to go, he was saying goalkeeper. And then after that, he was saying centre-back, back, back left-back, right-back, and a centre midfielder. And what I was saying to him as well is that 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 would be... My thing would be goalkeeper, centre-back, right-back, left-back, centre-midfielder. I would leave striker for now because I think you just... I think with Aubameyang, with Lacazette, Baligan, Enketia, Martinelli, I'm not saying any of those fill me with loads of confidence, but I feel like there's enough goals in those five over the course of a season. And I think
1: the thing with Aubameyang as well, like people have been harsh on Aubameyang yeah, this season, and yeah. rightly so but there does seem to have been a lot going on in his personal life and malaria yeah, and I think like he, he had family issues yeah, with his yeah, grandma and like, yeah. his wife and start of the like you know there's a lot it's it's very easy for us to sit on the mm-hmm. sofa and watch and be like he's not been good enough but there's yeah. so much going on behind and doors and
0: even still in some big games like against Benfica mm-hmm. you know he's still come out and he's he got a double yeah. against Benfica didn't he so. no like
1: Aubameyang has like he's been really poor this season he has and he's been a very poor captain as well mm-hmm. and He's rightly been criticised for that, but I do think it's just very easy for us to like only see them on the pitch, and then he seems to have had a really torrid year. Well, it's a bit of kind of life. kicking so, a guy when he's down, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I'm um, part of me's like, am I willing to give a some slack just because of this sort of personal life issues and stuff, and hopefully they've been resolved and he can be more focused next year? I think I am, considering how good he was before. But then yeah. I also do think there's an element of. Getting comfortable After yeah. a new contract Yeah Yeah no I agree with that 100%. And I think um, You know When you're It's like it's, I'm not thinking I'm not saying he's actively thinking Oh I've got my deal now Like it's you a, know it's a, subcon- it's a subconscious It's a subconscious thing And then
0: people don't realise that Because obviously Once you get that deal You're not kind of There's no It's a kind of like You know If you play really well That's great But if you don't You've still got that 350 Yeah You've still like, got 300k To go back to Like,
1: like Before that contract sign He's like let me Like he's, he's aware of Playing well for the team Yeah Firstly Yeah And secondly, he's like, if I play well, I might get a big contract. Yeah. And now he hasn't got that second. Or a move, or a move,
0: because he was looking at that, you know, one year left on his deal, (laughs) maybe a thirty million pound move to a Barca or whatever. I know that was touted. into Milan, the likes of them, I'm sure would have had him last season, like you know, for thirty mil. I think even even like a Chelsea. I know Lampard wanted a Bamiang at Chelsea. So, um, but I think so. I think if we're saying centre back, right back, left back, centre midfielder, goalkeeper. Are you comfortable with that? Is there anything else that you would without going into- Without without saying we need a whole new team <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um
1: Yeah, I do think I can survive Leno for another year. Like yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Unless, unless he leaves then obviously we do need a got new goalkeeper. Yeah. But um what about Matt Ryan and Runison? Yeah Matt- Ron <laughs> Run- Run- <laughs> Run Arson, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even gonna go in on Ron Arson. Like Ron Arson, <laughs> oh. I just feel sorry for the guy. Like he's just been brought into a situation where he was nowhere near good enough. <laughs> I watched that I watched that the other, like you I watched just, the the other day for highlights. You've just got to feel sorry for someone like that. Like I just feel sorry for people when they're chucked into a situation right. and they just clearly weren't ready for it. Like
0: No, it's like it's like putting a kind of a yellow division layer in the red division.
1: In the EJA, <laughs> yeah. If I'm saying areas of improvement, like definitely a new right back because yeah. Bellerin is just so unbelievably average. He's not even quick anymore. Like I don't actually know what's well, what
0: good. Well, that's what that's again. Me and Max were having that discussion, and we were saying like the one of the main elements to his game. Because I remember his debut. I feel like well, I don't know if it was debut, but I remember the first time I saw him was in a Champions League game, and he was rapid. Like he was so quick. And he didn't quite have the final ball. But then next season, he kind of got better in, attack, in the attack in third. He's never been great defensively. He's always had good pace on him, which kind of got him out of jail a lot of the time. Then he got injured. And I feel like, well, he, he had poor a couple of poor seasons on a Wenger. Then Emery comes in. He did all right in Emery's first 15 games, playing a bit further forward. Then he gets injured. And then that injury, I remember having discussions with you um, and another guy who got injured that you know, I, this is what I was saying. Injuries do some players favours, yeah. Because Bellerin, everyone, when Bellerin was injured, everyone was like, oh, but when we get Bellerin back, we've got a really good right back. Same way that people are like, when we get Rob Holden back, you know, we've got good. You were kind of saying Rob Holding should be starting for England. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't think <laughs> I, I said I quite went that far. But I definitely but thought Rob Holding was yeah, a good player. Yeah.
1: I don't anymore, just for but the record.
0: I think, I think the problem with, yeah,
1: Bellerin, he's just, there's nothing about him. Right. Nah, he's just so unbelievably average. He's he doesn't really offer anything to the team. So I'm definitely thinking new yeah. right back. Um, We're we'll bringing we'll probably bring Saliba back from loan. So maybe just one more centre back. I'd like to just see the back of people like Rob Holden. To be yeah. honest, yeah. I'd just like to Callum Chambers. Back him. Uh, it's, it's a weird one with Chambers because you can use him in a lot yeah, of positions, yeah. so
0: it's like because he can even play in midfield. Can't he? Yeah, I yeah, weird. forgetting you that like, you, you can
1: use him in a lot of positions. I don't think he's anywhere near good enough to start or be a no, part of our football club yeah. in the in the place where we want to be, which is you know top four. But for what we are right now, Chambers is probably a useful player. Um, Yeah, I think we need probably two new midfielders considering Odegaard's going to be going back from loan. If that one of those new midfielders is Odegaard, I'm including him in that. Yeah. And, um, you know, Smith-Rowe, I like Smith-Rowe a lot, but it's the same as Saka. Like, you can only rely on him so many times before, like, he's going to have that bad bit of form and then Mm -hmm. you're looking at 10th again. So, like, (laughs) and Partey... I'm willing to give Partey another year, but Partey have been extremely frustrated by this year.
0: Well, I think the problem with me is, I think, again, well, what I was thinking is, like... Guys like Partey, Pepe's another one that I would be willing to... Um, like, Pepe is another one that I think... Like, Pepe's got... I do feel like Pepe's got a lot about him. Like, I do think he's got quality. I think he's shown the fact that he's got quality. He's undoubtedly got quality. He's got... And he's shown glimpses of sort of being a top player. I feel like he was really good in the last season's FA Cup final um game you know the game against united last season which he kind of came alive and he was brilliant in that and there's been there have been other games this season i know he scored a couple of great goals like and in the europa league he's he's done quite well for arsenal not like that was really that difficult but at the same time you know he did quite well for them this season in that so i feel like parte and pepe are very good players but my thing would be give them a chance under a new manager. But I just don't know, I just, okay, well, we'll go on Errors of Improvement then we'll talk about the manager. But I feel like if we're saying Errors of Improvement, we're talking about it with the view that Arteta is going to stay. Not that we think that's what should happen, but that's what we think will happen. Yeah.
1: I think anyone that knows me quite well knows I've been, <laughs> you know, wanting Arteta gone for a long time. But I just, I've, I've said it for a while. I've said this for the same amount of time. We're not going to sack him. Yeah, he's not like, going to go. There's no <laughs> I mean, chance of him getting sacked. Like, to be fair, he probably get sacked now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> we've said that. Like, no, but like... definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> That was really bad (laughs) No but it was good Because we literally Stopped the Super League But um, Anyway Back to Arteta Yeah I do I will stand on that hill Like he's definitely Not getting sacked yeah, like he definitely won't be. They seem to mm-hmm. think of him. I saw a report the other day. I can't remember who it was from, but it was definitely like a reliable source. Like the the hierarchy sort of seemed as part of the solution rather than part of the problem, <laughs> which is really worrying. Yeah, but um,
0: well, it depends as well on the takeover. I don't think the takeover is going to happen, happen at all. Like There's, I'm not it's, really. It's gone quiet. Them, for yeah, last week. Really. No, I'm not really one of them people that is kind of dreaming about Daniel Elk or whatever his Daniel name Ek, is like, yeah. Daniel. back Daniel Elk. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see that happening. Why would Cronky sell?
1: Nah, right. he's not going to sell. And mm-hmm. you know, I've we've heard this story how many times before of potential Never. Uzmanov. If anyone Nigerian was going to get guy. it, yeah. If uh, anyone
0: was going to get it, it was Usmanov I
1: think. Yeah. Mm. Uzmanov, this Nigerian guy and now Daniel Ek, <laughs> this Nigerian guy. That guy, he's I <laughs> uh, honestly I don't know where his money is I don't actually with... know like, what that his guy name was, is, yeah. but um yeah. He, yeah. He's obviously got loads of money, but he like... was bare dodgy though. I remember like <laughs> some articles
0: on his stuff. He was really dodgy. Um but if we're going so we're saying, for the purposes of this podcast, we're saying centre-back, left-back, back-up left-back, right-back, left back, right back, centre midfielder, mm-hmm. and are we saying, I mean I've seen conflicting reports about Leno, about he's leaving or he's staying, I've seen he doesn't want to leave but
1: he doesn't want to sign a new deal,
0: mm-hmm. so I'm not really too yeah, sure. Yeah, I
1: think, I think Leno will probably stay, to be mm-hmm. honest, so yeah. I don't really see that happening in terms of Leno yeah. going... Um, so, so yeah What we're we'll saying start, we'll As our p- positions again Sorry So
0: we're saying centre back We're saying right back So for starters We're saying yeah. centre back Right back Centre midfielder Yeah And then for back up We're saying a left back mm-hmm. So do you want to kick me off With a centre back suggestion Yes I I feel do. like I know someone That you might mention
1: Do you well I don't think we're going to get concert yeah. of Villa mm-hmm. to be honest because Villa are, I think are above us in the league anyway yeah. So, and I think he's signed a new deal so I don't think the see moving obviously everyone knows that I'm a massive fan of Esri concert yeah. <laughs> definitely should be starting for England but that's well, a topic if, for another one if Maguire's
0: pop. injured then I'm, I back that but if Maguire's not injured then I don't back that All right,
1: we'll we get into that actually debate. I
0: back that Maguire and Concer
1: Interesting shout. We'll yeah. get into that one. Yeah yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, we'll get into Uh One player I did have written down going down into the Championship this year, but has impressed me a lot for his club uh, yeah. Joaquim Anderson, yeah. someone we've been linked to in the past mm-hmm. and um, been very impressive for me this season. I think, especially against Liverpool, he was exceptional in that game. Mm-hmm. And every time I've seen him, he seems to be able to like get across the front post, be able to leave from the back. Relatively comfortable with Walter's feet, you know. By no means he's like Beckenbauer, but like mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I don't think most people are. To be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, um, I think if I was to go for a centre back, I'd be probably going for Joaquin Manderson Probably going to be at a cut price because of Fulham's relegation. Yeah, and um, the only
0: thing is, but he's not—he's not there permanently. Oh, is he not? No, he's on loan from Leon. Well, I feel like that's what a lot of people don't know. Because of the relegation, I don't think that will have too much of an impact. Oh,
1: well, I'd still like to say yeah, anyway. yeah. I think he's a good player. No, um, I, I, I agree with that. And I think I just, there is kind yeah. of a shortage of good centre-backs on the market. I'd agree with that as well. So, yeah. like, I think Wacky Manderson was sort of the only name I came up with. Yeah. Which I was probably going to be happy with at yeah. uh, centre-back. I don't know who you had written down. Roy. Well,
0: I mean, for my centre-back, so I'd done a little bit of... Um, I was doing research really this morning and i just I, I went i was basically looking at kind of there's this there's a website i think if you type in arsenal transfer rumors or whatever there's this thing in news now so it basically links you to any article on arsenal so it's very good if you want to like check kind of sources or whatever so i was going through that and the first article that came up was it was like arsenal already believe they have the next tony adams or whatever which obviously is like a bit of a stretch because i bit don't, of a clickbait I, yeah <laughs> exactly i don't know where the next tony adams is but yeah turns out the next Tony Adams is on loan at Stuttgart and he's not the man that everybody is thinking of bringing back from loan, Williams Saliba. He is the forgotten man, Dinos Mavropanos. <laughs> now, you may, you, I know you, you react like that, but... I forgot we had him, you know. <laughs> but this is the thing. I'd, I'd forgotten about him, but he's been having a really, really good season at Stuttgart. A very, very good season at Stuttgart and he can play right back and centre back. And he's played on the right of a back three, so that means that there's that bit of versatility. Do you know what I was really surprised when I watched him? So obviously I was just watching compilations because, again, you can get the kind of idea of a centre-back style from compilations. And I'd always say if you want to get the the idea of a centre-back style, compilations is a very, very good place to start because if you can't watch them live, then go and watch some comps don't watch comps for like midfield players <laughs> because you could bios watch... look like genuinely God. you could watch a comp for a midfield player <laughs> and they would look like the best player on in the planet but um comps for defenders are good because you just get an idea of the style so Mavropanos, panos what i thought was what i was really surprised about his ball playing is actually really really good Like, really, really good. Because I remember him as this... Obviously, those three, four games that he played for Arsenal towards the end of Wenger's time, which was a bit kind of... There was loads of different... Like, Maitland-Niles were playing midfield, some of these get Like, a lot of madness was going on. But Mavropanos, obviously, was good. Apart from when he got sent off, and then after he got sent off, he kind of got cut. And then I remember being at your house for the Watford game the next season. Yes, yeah? oh and <laughs> he was so no, I don't even know. It would have been the season after, actually. So, but I remember being at the Watford ge- the, the the your house for the Watford game, and we were like kind of oh yeah, get Mavropanos on, yeah, Mavropanos comes on. He was dreadful. <laughs> he was so bad, <laughs> yeah. But last season he was on loan at Nuremberg, yeah. Um, in Bundesliga 2 and he did well enough to get himself another loan move to Stuttgart this season Um, he's played 18 games Um, he's got fantastic numbers in terms of recoveries interceptions when he's played at right back also got good tackle numbers he's winning 7 aerial duels per 90 I think or 7 defensive duels per 90 I'm not sure which one but he has a 60% success rate um in terms of defensive duels and aerial duels he's got 70% success rate. He's an absolute monster in the air. But the thing like I said that impressed me the most was actually his ball playing because he's um got very good um passes uh, he's got very good long balls per 90 and passes into the final third. But he'd be picking the ball up on the right-hand side, um switching the play really well, also pinging it long. So I thought he would be an interesting option maybe to bring him back because he's 23 as well and he's had two seasons now out um on loan. Saliba, I looked at as well, and my thing with Saliba is he his numbers. He looks great. Like Saliba looks fantastic. He he's physically imposing, really good on the ball, um, excellent positioning, um, and also like he's very very comfortable on the ball. Not just good on the ball. He's very comfortable with mm-hmm. receiving it with his back to um you know to an attacker. He's very comfortable at kind of um uh, at taking it on the turn. Like he is exceptional on the ball. But his defensive numbers look like he could definitely use another season out on loan. And he's been playing beside another very good centre-back at Nice, who's Jean-Claire Todibo. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how much we can really read into it. So I'd like to give him another year out on loan, but I would bring Mavra panels back. In terms of buying someone then, I mean, I mentioned this guy for the Tottenham podcast, Nico Elvedi, I just think from Borussia Mönchengladbach has been brilliant for them this season, looked very solid. If you could get him for maybe £40 million, I think that would be a very good investment. Um and that would be my centre back
1: suggestions. See the thing with Mavropanos is like I I just like I just don't trust it just from how you he was have, before. Yeah. The thing is we've had players that have done well on loan like Bruce Nelson mm. like you know he wasn't week in week outside, but yeah. he did do well on loan yeah. when he went to Hoffenheim yeah. and he came back and he wasn't a good player and I just mm-hmm. I just don't have that faith that Mavropanos would come back and yeah. be good because just because no, how he yeah. was. And he just looked very erratic. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's just a lack of experience and maybe he is a top player. Mm -hmm. But um, we'd have to wait and see. I'd rather see Saliba come back. Well, the only other thing
0: I'd say with Saliba is, again, Mavropanos has only made, I think Mavropanos has made one error that led to a chance this season. Saliba's played a lot less minutes and he's made two errors that have led to goals. Um, So, and just in terms of the numbers, um, like he looked great when I was watching him. But in terms of his numbers, they do look very, very kind of like he could do with another year. The only thing in, with in, numbers for defending,
1: mm-hmm. I, I know what you're saying, but Mustafi mm-hmm. had better numbers than Van Dijk. Well, Mustafi
0: had better numbers than Van Dijk, but again, that was because, I mean, I get what you're saying again, but having looked at the numbers and compared the two of them, like similar numbers as well, not kind of just gone like a drop um, and per 90 and everything, I just do think that Saliba could benefit from another year out on loan. And I think the only thing is as well with Saliba, Again, I was saying to Max yesterday because you know get a ball playing centre back beside Gabriel, someone who's steady. Um, the thing that I was saying to Max is we don't know
1: really where Saliba stands with the club at the moment. Yeah. So it's a it's a weird one because Emery signed Saliba. Yeah. And then he went out on loan, and then Arteta was supposedly going to use him, and then he sent him out on loan again, mm-hmm. just because he clearly just didn't fancy him, and that's you know. Every manager is going to have preferences. I I did find it weird that Saliba, but, but he seemed to have a lot going on in his personal life as well. So you've got to take that into consideration. <laughs> what are you laughing at. No, it's true, just, though. yeah, no, I know
0: he had he had the death of his mother, which was yeah. obviously very sad. But then I was more just I was, when I was I, I was more referring to the, the 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 infamous incident. Oh my god, that that, that saw because then it was after that that he ended up going out on loan. I don't think that I think they were going to get him loaned out anyway, but. Obviously, there's that infamous incident. And then there's the fact that Arteta just doesn't seem to fancy him that much. Because he, was, he wasn't even training that much with the first team. Like, he was playing 23s and everything. And he's obviously too good to be doing that. Yeah. So, whether it's, again, one of Arteta's ones that he just doesn't fancy, yeah. we don't know. So, Saliba, I think there's a big question mark there. That's why I'd send him out on loan again. And I'd bring in Elvedi. And I'd bring back Mavropanos. Because he can cover right back and centre back and he's looked very good in both those positions.
1: I think I would rather just sell Maverick animals, to be mm-hmm. honest. But I just i but I think I'm,
0: you should give him I think what it is, I think you should give him a chance. And maybe. I think if you have a player that you can bring back from a loan, I just don't know how much cash you're gonna have in the summer as well. And I think it would it would allow you maybe to spend more on uh, uh, on a player of quality.
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I just like for me I don't trust it with Maverick mm-hmm. else personally no I get that. Uh, Joachim Anderson I would would be the one I would try and buy yeah. probably just we've been linked with him before yeah and um I think he's a good player from what I've seen so yeah. I'd like you know he's got a lot for in terms of defender for me not obviously like he's not gonna come in and turn us into a top four team but I don't think I just don't see that happening anyway yeah I just don't think there's anything we can do to do that mm-hmm. in one year yeah so I think you know, Huwaki Manderson would be great. I, I personally would rather see Saliba come back from loaning to play a few minutes, mm-hmm. just because I think there's more upside with Saliba, and I'd rather see him start being integrated. Because I think we've signed him like a few years ago now, and it's, I think mm-hmm. it's about time we start yeah. integrating him into the club. Whereas Maripanos was given opportunities in the first team, and he didn't really deliver. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say bring in Joachim Manderson and bring back Saliba, and probably sell Holden. Yeah, mm-hmm. get rid of Holden. Just not good enough. So us.
0: we'll go. We'll go. Do you know what? We'll do backup left back now because that's a bit of a boring one. Um, I've seen Ryan Bertrand link this week. Will you take him? That's the job. He's the one that I've written down. You don't need a starter.
1: You don't. Like, for me, like, Kieran Tierney is clearly going to be our starting left back yeah. for hopefully as long as he's going to stay, which is probably not going to be that long. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to just see someone who can cover Tierney. Ryan Bertrand, reasonable shout. Like, just. Yeah.
0: And if you've got Cedric on the other side.
1: Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, in terms of cover, I know what you said yeah, you on the mean. other yeah, side. So, so like... Ryan Bertrand would be the one, I've, he's mm-hmm. on a free, right? Yeah, yeah, he's so on yeah. a free, on a free, and he'd
0: probably take you know maybe a bit more money than he's on at Southampton. But I think he'd just yeah. be happy to come and come yeah. to Arsenal, just come paycheck. in and cover. Yeah, just come
1: in and cover. Yeah. We don't have anyone that can play that left yeah. back position, really. Yeah. And I don't he's... want to see Xhaka there or Saka there, so <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, just bring Ryan Bertrand on a free if you're looking at a backup left back, easy, yeah so
0: we've done that one I mean I don't yeah I don't think there's. I've seen a couple some guy from Derby I think that, that, that they've been shouting about but yeah I mean Bertrand would be the one for me really because again free easy simple yeah. so
1: right back who have you got so I've got um, there's a few like English right backs which I like a lot this season mm-hmm. um, Matty Cash I would love I yeah. doubt we'd get him out of Villa but that would probably be my number one choice because yeah. I think he can be up and down he's competent attackingly and defensively yeah and you just like I think two way fullbacks are quite key in the modern he game. He reminds
0: me a lot of someone like A Reese James, Matty Cash. I do think they're quite similar. Like, yeah. they're very both very good going forward, but also quite good defensively, both of them.
1: I think mm. yeah, like I said, I think two way fullbacks yeah, yeah. are quite important yeah. in the modern game. Like you got players like Trent players like Wan-Bissaka but I just don't see them as two-way players Trent's rubbish I know he had a good game yeah. last night Yeah, left. but yeah. I think um, I don't see them as two-way players and that's why I think Carl Walker has survived as long as he has Yeah, just because he's up and down he's a mm-hmm. two-way player and I think Matty Cash would be my number one choice probably would be a lot of money and probably unrealistic well because well. he
0: signed last season Yeah, yeah. I don't know what how many years but he yeah. probably would have committed to like a five-year deal I
1: like. had also written down Max Aaron's yeah. by all accounts had a good season in the championship yeah. this season Gets a lot of interest from a lot of top clubs. Yeah, Bayern is, Munich interested. Yeah, I don't think that comes from nowhere. Yeah, so, definitely um, not. I would have Max Aarons personally as <laughs> another shout. Um, obviously, there's people going to be saying Lamptey and Lamptey, stuff. is yeah. the one we've been linked with. I love Lamptey. Am I convinced by Lamptey as a starting right back in the back four for Arsenal? Probably not. Just because yeah, I
0: think... I'm going to double down on that and say absolutely not. I love <laughs> Tarek Lamptey as well. Yeah, But he's got the worst defensive duels record in the league and the second worst is Bellerin. So... If that's a problem, I don't think Lamptey comes in and plugs that.
1: He's just um, he's just very small. He's yeah. very diminutive. He's not very imposing at right back. And I think there's a lot of players who would get the better of him.
0: If you went to a back three, I think yeah. he'd be he'd In a back great. three, perfect. Yeah, I like, think he'd be great. great wing back. Literally
1: yeah. perfect for that role. Up and mm-hmm. down. A lot yeah. of energy. Another thing I see with Lamptey a lot, because I watched a lot of Brighton at the start of the season, yeah. not so much towards the end. Yeah. But Lamptey definitely burned out in games quite yeah, quickly. 60-minute man. He's a 60-minute <laughs> man. Yeah. He definitely burned out quite quickly. But I think that comes more from being young. And but a lot of energy, a lot of like yeah. keen, keen, like he's very keen to impress, yeah. very enthusiastic in his play overall. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is just that, but I think just the amount, of, the amount of energy he put into his play was was what made him so good. Yeah. At, the, at the start of the season particularly. But I think you don't want a player that's mm-hmm. going to be burning out by sixty minutes, uh, as particularly someone yeah. who's got the worst defensive draws rate, mm-hmm. which is very small. And I think probably Matty Cash and Max Hounds are probably both better options. Yeah, and those are the ones I've be looking at.
0: Yeah, well, my, again, for right back, I mean, written down, I have, so, I, I these, these again, there's question marks beside, between a lot uh, for a lot of these guys. I mean, I had Bellerin written down in terms of being, maybe keeping him around if there's no interest, but I think there is interest in Bellerin, surprisingly, from the likes of PSG's, Atletico have been linked with him. I don't really <laughs> know why. Mental. I don't really know why. Um, PSG, I know, don't really have great fullbacks, but still... You know, I'd I'd trust kind of. <laughs>
1: Listen, that Dagba yeah. guy was better yeah. than Bellerin. I trust yeah. I <laughs> trust
0: Dagba, and I'd um I you know, I, I mean considering they've let people like Meunier go, who I don't think is I don't think Bellerin's any better than Munier or you know Florenzi, who's average as well. But I just don't think he's any better than them. Um, but I mean I've got Ainsley Maitland Niles written down in terms of another one that I think you could probably bring yeah. back from being on loan. I would agree with that. Actually. Um. Yeah. But what I did see is that Manchester United are interested in Ma- uh, in Maitland-Niles to rival Aaron Wan Wend- or to give competition to Aaron Wan-Bissaka in that right back spot. Would you let him go to United? Fifteen million.
1: I would want more than fifteen. Yeah, I'd one hundred percent want more. Than and 15. I think
0: I think for United you could ask more than fifteen. I think if you're going to yeah. give him to like a Leeds or a Southampton, fifteen is fine. But I think for United...
1: I think he's just worth more than 15 anyway. I think England uh, International? I think he's worth yeah. 25 mil minimum. Yeah, yeah. Just, he's, yeah he's got England caps. I don't know
0: how long he's got left on his contract at Arsenal.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I got. But I think I think Maitland-Niles is actually better Cause than Because 15,
0: Bellerin. again, when I was looking at the articles, it was just 15 was the figure that was there. So Yeah,
1: I think Maitland-Niles is definitely better than Bellerin, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just think he's very physical. He's like a very um athletic right-back, which is yeah. always good in the morning game. And... It is like, I just I don't think he's really good enough to be honest. To I, think be with, I,
0: th- I think the problem with I think the problem with Ainsley as well is he just doesn't really want to play right back. I think no. I think he'd be happy to go to United and be a squad player and sometimes come in in midfield and sometimes come in at right back. But I don't think he wants to go back to Arsenal and again be dependent on at right back. Do you know what I mean? I think he'd rather go to somewhere like United that, if we're being honest, have much um you know ha- have a much better kind of um prospects at the moment in terms of finishing in the top four in terms of maybe challenging for a title maybe winning trophies playing champions league football i think someone would be more content to go there and be a backup than go back to arsenal again yeah when and they potentially could... not start. yeah exactly there. well i don't think he's a. I, I wouldn't i would agree with you i don't think he's good enough at right back to start and he's never really done enough in central midfield to, for me to think that he can kind of grow into that position um The guy that I had written down for my buy at right-back, again, I have Mavropanos written down. I've already spoken about him because he can fill in at right-back. Again, I don't think he'd be a bad option to kind of come in and and cover positions. Um, But the guy I've written down for right-back, again, I think I spoke about him in the Tottenham podcast, Jeremy Ngakia um, at Watford, who I really liked at West Ham. I was shocked that they didn't get him down to a new deal and I was surprised that he moved to Watford. But I think that shows his kind of... um, the fact that he's got really good self-awareness because he was looking at that situation and thinking, I can go to Watford and I can start a lot of games next season in the championship, get myself a lot of experience, or I can stay at West Ham where they're probably going to sign someone. And I'd say Koufou is probably a level above him at the moment. Well, Koufou's been, been excellent. Yeah, yeah. Koufou's been one of the better right yeah. backs in the Premier yeah. season. Yeah. So. Koufou's like been really, really good, but he's obviously not going anywhere. Um, Ngakia, I think, has been very, very good for Watford. Great tackle and in interceptions numbers, but also gets forward, lots of crosses into the box. And I know, again, a big criticism over Be- against Bellerin over the years has been his crossing is very poor. Um, and he's not brilliant in those attacking third, um, in those, you know, the final third areas. So I think bringing in someone like Gakia, who you could probably get for £30 million, I think would be a really good signing because he's still, you know, he's only 20. He's played in the Premier League and he's looked able to play in the Premier League, but also he's had a great season in the Championship. So I think getting in someone like Ngakia would be a really, really smart bit of business from Arsenal. And then if you were going to have someone like Maitland-Niles as cover or a Mavropanos as cover, or even Cedric there, when Cedric, maybe if Ngakia takes a bit of a dip in form or whatever, Cedric can step in for a few games. I think that would be the right kind of policy going forward for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so I think Ngakia would be my pick. I, but think I like a good shout. I man. like both your shouts as well. I think Aarons would be good enough. Uh, I think Aarons would definitely be good enough. I think Cash would be great, but I just don't see Cash
1: happening. I think is a good shout because yeah. d- what I want at Arsenal, I want players that are going to like be keen to impress because yeah. like, I feel like we've got an- too many players at the moment. Like I remember even, like not to go too hard on Bellerin, but like I remember I watched a thing with Bellerin and he was saying about how... um he didn't, like, think about football that much outside of training and matches. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine for him personally. But, like, for Arsenal, I want players that are really going to think about, like... This is what I say about our players. Obviously, I don't think our players are really, like, are actively thinking, I don't really care when I go on the pitch. Yeah, they're not... Yeah, They're not actively thinking that. They're thinking, I want to win this game. But when they go home, are they are they staying up? At Bellerin's thinking
0: about his YouTube
1: subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's true. Yeah, like, I, I, I just don't think that they're really that, like that it actually like enters their head as well, Roy there.
0: Keane said football needs to be your number one priority yeah, like, and, and you can don't. do all that other stuff when you retire but yeah. you know football has to be the number one priority and I think with you know like you said you don't want to go too hard on Bellerin yeah. because we don't know I do think he we gets scapegoated quite a yeah. lot but I just also I'd... because he has other things going on Yeah, that you know, he's quite prevalent in the fashion world. Yeah. Um, and he has his YouTube channel and he's clearly got a bit of a personality about him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whether you think, whether you like his fashion sense, whether you like him as a, as a person or as a player, he's clearly got a bit about him because he's done quite well in other industries as well. Yeah, um, And he definitely, I think he definitely cares about Arsenal, but how much he cares about his football, they're, t- they're not, you know, they're kind but of how, like, what I'm
1: saying is, that like, how much does he care about it? Like, deep yeah, down? like, does he think well, about Well, I think his he's, I
0: think he like. likes pandering to the fans as well. that, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I really care about Arsenal, yeah. I care, but if you really cared, would you be turning in them kind of performances? No. No, don't the answer is would. no. Cause or if you... you would, you would say you weren't good enough. If like... you, were,
1: if you were that bothered, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be putting in those performances yeah. every week. Because mm-hmm. like this is like we just consistently like fail year on year on year. And if you were really that bothered, you would make sure it didn't mm-hmm. happen again. Like if it yeah. really hurt that first time, if it really stung, you wouldn't do it again. Yeah, like you would make sure that you turn up. And I'm sick of like, there's been instances in like players are on here, like Genduzi and stuff, like these petty little fights at the end of the yeah. game. Showing fight, quote-unquote. Well, I think as I tweeted, yeah. you, and you yeah. retweeted at the time,
0: yeah. um, showing fight is not, you know, petulant little digs at Neil Mopay. Showing fight yeah. is putting in a fucking good performance. Turn right? up from yeah, minute exactly. one. Yeah, exactly.
1: Turn up from, show, want the <laughs> ball. There's, yeah. enough, there's too many players in our team, when I'm watching the game, like, they're hiding from the ball. Yeah. Like The only players that seem to want it are the ones that have been put into it when... They should be looking around at like, the more experienced players. Like I talk about Saka, Smith Rowe, Tierney, Martinelli. Those are the guys when they play. I'm like, they're fighting for this. Like they, they're yeah. bothered. Like Bellerin, I don't, like. I don't think is bothered. Like Xhaka, I think is probably bothered. Like to be honest, but I just don't think he's really. Even that him though. No. Do
0: you remember that time he gave away that penalty against Tottenham? Yeah. And he kind of comes out after and he's like, oh, you know. Apart from the penalty I don't think I had a bad game And like yeah. You know I don't know why the there fans seems to Are criticising me There seems me. to be
1: A lack yeah. of accountability In yeah, that team And yeah. I think There's too many players Too that... many people hiding though Isn't there And <laughs> like DT's been saying For years They're bottle jobs They they're... are bottle no, jobs No they are They yeah. are there's too many Baku, players, yeah. There's, there's in, in my opinion, there's too many people that want to point fingers. Yeah. And it happened, like, when they... In my opinion, the players did kind of throw Emery under the bus a little bit. Yeah. When they stopped... I think they did stop playing for him. I well, think there's players that... Xhaka
0: was walking... Uh, this is another... <laughs> I mean, this bloody... This granite Jacker guy, yeah. yeah. Let's get one thing straight. <laughs> he shouldn't be wearing the Arsenal shirt. No. You know, this is a guy who told his own fans to fuck off, Yeah. yeah. Who have come and paid money... To watch him, to support him, yeah, and I get that they booed him off the pitch, no, yeah, but was, still, yeah, yeah, yeah? Okay. he's thrown his armband away, yeah, he's taken his shirt off, he's walked straight down the tunnel, and this is still when Unai Emery's in the job, and that was when I think that was that was the curtain, for, that was curtains for Emery because you could see that the dressing room was gone, like yeah. completely gone. Um, because that can't happen. But yeah. this is the same guy who's been giving away penalties, giving away goals, you know, putting in poor performances, getting himself needlessly sent off for ages, and he is kind of the epitome, I think, of that kind of uh, the temperament at yeah. that club. Well, since, I, I was, yeah. yeah,
1: I was there that day when Jack got booed off, and I was like. For me, bang out of order from the fans. I agree with you. Like, you're there you, to support the team. Like, say yeah. what you want after the game, but mm-hmm. for the ninety minutes, don't boo your players. Mm-hmm. I, I hated that. And I, I think we're that.
0: both in the same kind of we don't like slagging players off because yeah. we appreciate how difficult it is. Yeah, and when we say on the podcast we try to be kind of as respectful as we can because these guys are much better at football than we are. <laughs> yeah. And we know that and we're not under any delu you know, we're not delu- <laughs> we're we're not kind of under any delusions about that. But at the same time, you know, it's just not being abusive with it, and I think the it's fans just like did take it's just step. like
1: saying like, oh, I don't think he's good enough. Yeah, it. exactly. And I don't think like it's... with
0: Runnison, we don't wish anything bad on the guy. <laughs> he's just clearly out of his depth, yeah. and that is no. It's, it's just true. It's true. Yeah.
1: Like um yeah, I remember that day when Jackal was booed off like horrible from the fans. I hated that. I, I mm-hmm. felt very uncomfortable when that was happening because I was like, it just. Bang out of order, shouldn't have opinion. happened, shouldn't have happened, but both, but yeah, Jacques shouldn't have done what he done either. It's just like it's just very petty, and it's just like it goes back to what I said before is that there's a severe lack of accountability, wanting to take accountability yeah. in the squad at the mm-hmm. moment, and I think it's been rotting like that for a number of years. I think it's really since the Invincible started getting disbanded, like when yeah. this sort of started happening, and then started taking all the flack. And yes, Wenger deserved criticism. Yeah,
0: but and you have Galas crying on the pit. Yeah, like like, it's like
1: that's a great example. Like, make get your own house in order first (laughs) before you start pointing fingers. (laughs) Yeah, like no one in this team has no one. No one in this team has a right to be pointing fingers at anyone. Like, make sure you come correct first, and then you've got a right. Like, if you perform, then you can be like, oh, I don't. Well, obviously, you don't come out and probably say it, but you think it. Like, oh, I don't think this. Well, that's the
0: thing. It's where it's. Arrogance is is a is a trait that can be admirable when you've earned the right to be arrogant. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people like look, I you know that I'm not the biggest fan of Cristiano Ronaldo. I just don't he annoys me. Yeah. yeah. Like because <laughs> he's so good. I don't <laughs> yeah. want him to be that good because I you know, and I d I don't and I, I don't believe that he's better than Messi. But some of the things I say about him I know deep down I don't believe. But his arrogance comes from being one of the best, and if not in certain seasons, the best player in the world. Mm. And he is entitled to that because he's so good, yeah? yeah. And his house is in order. Yeah. And wherever he goes, yeah, he delivers. Yeah, It yeah. doesn't matter. Again, we've had this discussion about how there's a lot of people criticising him at the moment at Juve. And as much as I would be one to kick him when he's down, I'll come out and say... Ronaldo scored 34 goals this season yeah 34 goals at the age of 36 yeah. now if he's really to blame then what does that tell you about Juventus yeah? <laughs> yeah it's the same way that at Arsenal right now yeah you've got a manager who as much as I don't like Arteta again I'll stick up from here because you've got players perfect you know guys that have been playing the game for a long time and people who have been at that club for a long time the ja- the Jackers the Bellerins yeah um People like Thomas Partey, who would experience have been an experienced player, borderline world class, I think people would have said. Bamiang, Lacazette, yeah. These guys have been around for ages and they are letting a guy who is not got much experience, who needs to depend on the senior pros in the dressing room, yeah. They're just, you know, they're letting him down. They're letting him down. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why we need that kind of, you need players that are going to play for the manager, but also have got something to prove. And I think that's what's great about young guys. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing is as well, <clears throat> people like obamyang even with obamyang and I'm not, again, I don't want to go in on him too much, but again, he's got nothing to prove anymore. He's got that 300k deal. He kind of got Arsenal and FA Cup he's done it there so at least he can kind of turn around and say I dragged this team last season to an FA to Cup, an FA Cup. Yeah. but the others what have they got no. what have
1: they done there Not nothing yeah. so you can't like. it goes back to what I said like, yeah. come correct and yeah. then you yeah. can start pointing fingers but I don't think there's mm-hmm. enough players that do that at Arsenal and it really annoys me so if centre we're, midfield we're getting to a few players in centre yeah. midfield Basuma. Talk me
0: through. Talk me through Basuma.
1: Basuma, fantastic, fantastic player. Yeah. Because you know what I like about Basuma, on the ball a lot. Yeah. Not enough of our players gets busy.
0: Gets busy. Yeah.
1: He wants the ball. He'll make things happen. He'll keep it ticking. And you know he's reasonably athletic. I think he's a very skillful player. Before that, though, I think he's (laughs) just. Great passing range. And it's it's like I said before, I like that he wants the ball. When I watch it, he's always on the ball. He's making things happen.
0: And again, if you're going to be playing out from the back, you need players that want to receive the ball, that want to pass, that want to, that as soon as they're getting the ball, they're getting their head up, they're looking for the next pass. But also, I mean, Basuma can do a good good bit of defensive work. So
1: yeah, Basuma can do a lot of good defensive work. He's good on the ball. And like you just said, he's Mm -hmm. got something to prove coming to Arsenal. Like, he would he would you know, Arsenal is a like it or not, it's a it's a worldwide brand. Yeah. So it's like
0: and they're a top club and he's someone that even I've said I don't know how ready he is to make that step to a top club. Yeah. But I think
1: the current Arsenal team Perfect. He'd be a massive perfect addition. move, yeah. Perfect move. And it's like you say, he's got something to prove. Yeah. And that's like a signing like Partey. Brilliant at Atletico, like I don't yeah. know what happened. It happened almost overnight, <laughs> yeah, and just completely awful for us this season. Like, well, I
0: think the thing is with Partey as well. I was looking at his numbers earlier, and again, I've watched a bit of him this season. I haven't watched him that much, to be fair, but like you said, he's been hot and cold, yeah, this season. Yeah, well, but also, he's been a lot cold. more, yeah, exactly, he's been <laughs> cold. But I mean, I remember him playing the f- one early on in the season when he beat United at Old Trafford, Amazing. and everyone was going, and he was immense. He yeah. was immense that day. Um, and his numbers are still much, vastly superior to the likes of Xhaka El Neni. So that kind of tells me that he's still kind of. He, he's trying to get. So he's not been great. He's not been good. Yeah. And I know you've said he's there for the wage, not for the badge. 100%. And I, I agree. I, like I said that mm-hmm. to you. And then you were kind of saying that is true. That's why he's <laughs> there. He's there for the wage, not the badge. But. I don't think I think Partey is the guy that you keep there because we know he's got quality I think
1: you do keep him especially like Mm -hmm. if we did get an experienced manager I think they'd get a lot more out of Partey which is sad that it has to be that way Mm -hmm. but But, also um,
0: I think as well if you're going to be you know if you're if you've got the potential to win trophies then I think you get more out of these guys because this season you have been you know ninth, 10th there's no real motivation going into these league games also you know out of the cup competitions yeah pretty Mm -hmm. disappointingly In both cases, being out of the cup competitions, and then the Europa League, yeah, you did get far in Europa League, but Mm. it's you know, I just feel like there's a lack of kind of there's a lack of goals for them to be kind of because when you know top players will get interested as well when the trophies are there to be won, and I don't think Arsenal really looked like winning anything. I know what you mean.
1: I think that's definitely played a part in Partey being as poor as he has. Yeah, but I I started to not like Partey. In the North London Derby, when they were in on goal, and he he walks off the pitch because he's injured. Just be like, if even he, if you can't move, and then Osetto just be like on the pitch and he kind and then of he, runs back like, and then he, he just goes he was on, off again. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe. He ran that. about five yards, and that's, and that's when I re, that's when I realized that Part A is not good enough. Well, mate, he's, no, no, he is no, good he isn't. enough, but he's not there for the team. He's not. He, he he's doesn't understand what it is to yeah. play for Arsenal, mate.
0: This is the That was one of the funniest clips, and I
1: just feel like. It's, I find it so frustrating because I know how party, how good party was at Atletico in both of those Liverpool legs last season he was best player on the pitch Mate, he's a opinion. monster like, he was a monster and it, you saw it against Man United how yeah. good he can be so when I see someone who I know can be much better <laughs> than what they are and then they're just not and especially that second leg against Villarreal Worst player on the pitch by No he, far.
0: he he was terrible Like yeah. he
1: nearly lobbed Leno Yeah Like he kicked off. He kicked the ball Off the pitch like about Five times Gerard Moreno could I mean, have Scored from him He does, it, he him does give, it a lot Gerard yeah.
0: Moreno could have Scored from him Giving the ball yeah. away In the midfield as well he, Probably should have done better
1: If you watch yeah. Arsenal On a regular basis You'll know mm-hmm. this Partey does it a lot Where he just passes The ball off the pitch And
0: well what I see as well A lot on Twitter Is everyone moaning About him shooting um, yeah But like, well, I don't think he actually does that As much as what people think he does Yeah
1: Like he does it Yeah he does it quite a lot But I think <laughs> it's quite overblown Yeah But I think the worst thing with Hart is like It's just base It's like weight of pass Yeah Like he's given horrible passes Like yeah. hospital passes Yeah And he's just kicking it off the pitch And he's like <laughs> Lobbing Leno I'm like Mate, you're like a forty-five million. No, honestly, that, that
0: is one of the worst. Like when he ne- that that was. Really, and you know, really everyone
1: at this bad. level, everyone at this level, if you're like under sixteens, you you should be able to wait a pass correctly. If anyone, yeah, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what level it is.
0: It actually yeah. doesn't matter what level. If it's Sunday League, whatever. it's basic. Like If
1: I'm watching, if I'm watching Whetstone on Sunday and Dan does an overhit pass or an yeah. under-hit pass, I'm I'm but like you,
0: that was one of our biggest problems on Tuesday. <laughs> passes will be an overhit like yeah. so much, like <laughs> yeah. just, just like
1: passes. Like when you get to this level and on these pitches. No excuses for that. So that's why I get really frustrated with Harty. So back to the midfielders, yeah. Basuma, 100%. Yep. I'd love to bring him in. Another player we've been linked to who gets a lot of hype, Camavinga. Yeah, haven't I... seen a lot of Camavinga. I, I know he's do... like quite highly
0: touted. I was going to do a numbers drop on him, but I just didn't have time. <laughs> I, he was uh, because obviously so what happened today, Tom was coming to mine to do the podcast. Yeah. I was doing my research in the morning, but then I had to go and grab lunch. Tom's just turned up when I finished lunch. So, <laughs> didn't have time to look at Camavinga, so I
1: apologize for that.
0: is just I mean I don't know anything... F- I really don't know that much about
1: him. But I know one of France's youngest players yeah. ever. Like, yeah. clearly, definitely a lot of talent there just to, just from that achievement alone. And he's
0: been linked with Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. Yeah. And I know I saw Fabrizio talking about him saying that Kamavinga said it was an honor to be, you know it was an honor to be linked with these clubs but his priority was Ren, and mm. you know he's not really looking yeah. for a move. I mean like
1: I've never watched him play at night. He played
0: against different. he, he I, I watched him actually against Celtic in the Europa League. Good. Um he, he did nothing. Like genuinely he did nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know again he's he was 16 at the time. I think yeah. he's 17 now. So you're going to have games where they don't do anything. Camavinga did nothing that day but you know, I've seen him once, uh, and he's played loads of games. The
1: thing I worry about bringing someone like Camavinga and the amount of hype he's got and being France's youngest mm-hmm. ever player, links to Bayern, links to Real Madrid, yeah, a lot of expectation, yeah. for a 17 year old. I mean, I'm, and when they yeah. do, and when they inevitably go through that 20 mm-hmm. game patch where they're rubbish, mm-hmm.
0: like. But I think well, yeah. I think the thing for me is yeah, he for me what um, he's like a he's a Jude Bellingham, yeah, he's just played so many games for his yeah. age, like, yeah. and he's clearly so that just shows me that yeah. he's clearly got at least some talent. And Bellingham, mm. when I've seen him this year, like, again, I would still be, I'd still be of this kind of opinion. I think it's not that Bellingham, it's not that I ever thought Bellingham was a bad player. It's more that I just think kind of paying 25, 30 million for a 16 year old, like, what has the game come to that we're paying that kind of money? Yeah, but i know but even still like Belling, I think, i'm a, you know yeah. i'm a massive fan yeah, I know. of know. but um, i think camavinga could be that camavinga K- yeah. could be better i haven't seen him like, uh, i
1: haven't yeah. I, I just haven't seen enough yeah. of him to so really but
0: i've seen a there. lot i just don't know how where you know how much he's going to cost where the money's going to come from mm-hmm. and is he really is it if if you were advising camavinga you wouldn't be telling him to go to the Arsenal. I would say it's stay a, at ren Yeah it's a bad it, it's a bad <laughs> move for I a young think it player. i think
1: it just a lot of players like Arsenal has been somewhat of a graveyard of talent in yeah. the last couple of yeah. years. No. I mean, <laughs> you
0: you look at people like Pepe, Gabriel, yeah? yeah? The two, I'd say straight away. Gabriel was linked with Manchester United. He was probably one of the best performing centre-backs in League 1 last season. Pepe was linked with everybody, United, Bayern, whatever. And I know Bayern turned him down and maybe that should have been when people kind of... Because Bayern don't turn down people that they, yeah. you know, that they because Bayern, well, Bayern have just, a great, they yeah. have a great recruitment, very policy. well run, scout
1: yeah. led approach. Mm-hmm. That's what but I love. Even Arsenal still, to do. But, yeah. you know,
0: twenty two goals and eleven assists is what Pepe was hitting in League and he was the second best player yeah. that season, probably after Kylian Mbappe. They're not, they don't become bad players, you know, yeah. just just like but that.
1: Arsenal, like but, I said. but they don't.
0: But that's the thing; they, they they haven't just kind of moved to England and like seen the weather and all of a sudden turned bad at football. Yeah. It's it's the coaching. It's it's being imposed it's the from It's being imposed From the training ground And it's translating Into the Well it's the game. like
1: I said earlier Like when Like you know Saka, Martinelli, Smith Are coming into the team Tierney's coming to the team And they're looking to their left And they're looking to their right But do right.
0: you remember Do you know what As well Do you know what I just remembered Emery had to tell Tierney To calm down in training Because he was going Too tough
1: into tackles Yeah How can that Someone like one of the players should be like make like setting the standard of what training is like. But and like,
0: how can you kind of go?
1: Oh no, you have to ease.
0: I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I kind of. I get it could be taken out of context. Like he could have been going in like two footed, like studs up and like injuring guys left, right, and centre. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like you know, you train at as as close as to a match performance as you can get because that's how you get the best out of people. But yeah. But like to tell people To like calm down In training Or like Well
1: yeah I just think one of the reasons That we've mm-hmm. been somewhat Of a graveyard of talent Is just that Like I said earlier Like the lack of leadership Within yeah. the squad From That's not just the players That's from the manager As well mm-hmm. I think as well So um yeah I think that's Would the main reason Would you put Arteta
0: reason. in midfield? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god He you was know never what? even that good though. He just that's wasn't ever that good It's like... not
0: like at Rangers Where they got Gerrard mm-hmm. Or like You know even Lampard at Chelsea Yeah no Like it was...
1: was just yeah, He was just an average player like. So average he was just... He was what he was. He was a yeah. good... He, he was good. At, accounts, he was a good Everton. leader. He was a good leader as a player. Yeah. Not seeming to he be He was good better at Everton than yeah. he ever was he, at yeah. Arsenal. True.
0: Um, any other centre-mids that you got?
1: Well, I'm thinking if we're looking more forward-thinking midfielders... Yeah. I think Odegaard has done, like, reasonably well. I
0: suppose well. what I had in mind was that... I mean, I'll mention my guy that I think... Because we're yeah. thinking beside Partey, yeah? Yeah. So, and then we'll go on to Odegaard because, yeah, yeah. again um i mean i had I, you can probably guess this sambo anguisa <laughs> because you know again i had him in the tottenham one i just think he's brilliant um defensively very decent bringing the ball forward i think he's great at as well 3.5 dribbles per 90 better than someone like tangi and who's a fantastic progressor of the ball um defensively like i said he's very solid um has been playing a lot for this Fulham team. I know a lot of, because a lot of people have been confused. Sometimes he's been in the team. Sometimes he's been out. I think he started 23, 24 games this season. Um, and he's been, he's come off the bench eight times as well. So I think there is that kind of, he has played enough minutes. I think he's played like 2000 plus minutes. So he's definitely there. And I, he was someone that I recommended last year in the podcast. Uh, Cause he had a really good loan spell at Villarreal. Um, and I just think he's got that quality to play beside Partey. And again, ball progressing, I think Partey can pass really well from deep. Again, we've seen that at Atletico more than we have from at Arsenal. But I think both of them can do the defensive and can go forward. Um, and both of them, again, Partey should be comfortable on the ball. He's maybe not looked that comfortable on the ball in certain games at Arsenal, but both of them are quite good on the ball um Angisa I think is brilliant is a brilliant progressor, so I think they would work really well together Zambo Angisa I think again he's he is at Fulham permanently so 25 million 20 million if we could get him at that
1: price I think it would yeah. be good but I just the only thing I worry about with Anguissa which is why I thought is the better option yeah. is just because Anguissa has been somewhat in and out of the Fulham team this year and yeah. I want to speak to Michael Delaney Michael Delaney does tell me some of his deficiencies and he's not maybe the, he's still still maybe a little bit raw mm-hmm. so I think Anguissa I prefer Basuma just as a more yeah. um, mature player maybe yeah. Yeah. so I think Basuma's is the one I'd go for but Anguissa I think has got a lot of talent and I know my brother's a massive fan So um... your brother apps. like I <laughs> love Anguissa yeah <laughs>
0: But your brother was like going on about, he was like, he was like, Angisa's the best player, like, you he know. Was like, he was yeah. the best midfielder in the yeah. league. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, he was literally like yeah. so gassed. Yeah, no, Angisa was a brilliant player. But, but um... that's the thing. That's the thing. I think the only thing as well I will say about Anguissa, which is even when you said, you I think you've got it, you've got it like kind of spot on there, is that. Is he going to come into that team and be someone who's a bit too inconsistent? Yeah, and that's just not what you need at yeah. the moment. But <laughs> I think at the same time, his inconsistencies perhaps come from the fact that he is playing for Fulham. Maybe because he had a great season at Villarreal.
1: I just look at I look at Anguissa quite similarly to how I look at Lamptey. Like sometimes you watch him and you're like this is the best player I've ever seen. Yeah, and then like and then like off like second half you're like oh he's not been that good. Yeah, and like um he doesn't have a few he has a few good games where he's not that good. Yeah, and I just. Like I like I said, I think that lack of reliability has been somewhat of a problem for us. Yeah. So I think um no I do not I d I don't I'd agree with that. I actually. think is their better option. If I was gonna bring like from the names you've been linked to, like Ingisa, Basuma, Is there anyone thing, like,
0: that you'd think maybe if you say we pushed a boat out and have 50, 60 million. I don't
1: think there's anyone that jumps out though, is there? There isn't really. If I, because... I'm just gonna have a look at the Premier League table yeah. just to remind well, not, me Well, but...
0: maybe not even in the Prem, like because kind of outside of the, outside of. Obviously, Camavinga's probably be more expensive. Yeah, but I mean, you, Bellingham, you're not gonna get. Bellingham, we won't. Yeah, get. I love Bellingham. Be, he could be hundred mil now. Like you know, <laughs> that's probably what they yeah. asked for. Yeah, which is um, just because
1: they don't want to sell him. <laughs> but,
0: uh... I, again, like a Sucek, he's not gonna move. Like you nah. know. Declan Rice isn't going to go to an Um, Arsenal, Ndidi not going to go to Arsenal. That's the problem as well. I just think Arsenal can't really get the top talent.
1: I think we have sort of, like the thing is, we do have a lot of, I think this season has probably damaged our glamour sort of the most Mm -hmm. of any season just Mm because of how poor we've been. And it's like the second consecutive year of being like outside the top six, Mm -hmm. which is massive, massively problematic, I think. So, in terms of attracting talent. So I think Basuma is the one you go for in that sort of position, yeah. To be honest. But I think any of
0: I, I think either Basuma or Angisa. Yeah. I mean, no, I would actually go with Basuma, having listened to yeah. what you said and just kind of thinking about it a bit more. I'd say Angisa may be the better player on his day, but I think Basuma probably is more what you need. Yeah. I, I and agree. then um one guy I would like to mention. Actually I'll mention him when we get into the kind of creative midfield bit. Um so we're gonna touch on Erdegaard. Yeah. And give me your because I remember when I said I, I, I was a massive I mean I have again I have a, a, uh, a there's a family friend who is a Real Sociedad fan and God was on loan there last season and he was he came to our house over the summer and he was waxing lyrical about how good God had been um, he'd been you know unbelievable for them and he was he was brilliant Football Daily were talking about him all the time fantastic player goes to Real Madrid this season goes back to Real Madrid this season um doesn't really get much game
1: time comes to arsenal what have your thoughts been on him at arsenal i think odegaard's been quite good like i do think um since he's come back from his injury he hasn't been quite as good but i think that is quite to be expected yes yeah. um when he first his first few games i was like he's a bit lightweight like I, he's, he's getting barged off the ball by players mm-hmm. that are smaller than him yeah and i was a bit concerned but i think part of, he's been a big part of our sort of I say resurgence like <laughs> second half of the season we've to be fair we have, we have been only behind I yeah. think we're like fourth since Christmas Day or something yeah. in the league well it think, was that
0: December period I think where you yeah. won you won four four out of four and or I whatever. do think
1: Erdogan was quite a big part of that as yeah. well Smith-Rowe but, just, mm-hmm. but this is just another thing so it took Arteta so long to realise that we needed a number 10 in the thing yeah and that was one of my main gripes of him mm-hmm. but um, anyway back to Erdogan I just think Erdogan, um he's got quality which I yeah. think we're severely lacking
0: like 40 million are you taking him I think so, yeah, yeah.
1: Just because I think Odegaard That left foot There's a lot of quality In that pass In that find mm-hmm. When I look at the players That I think can make A defence splitting pass I don't look at anyone In our squad Apart from Odegaard really. Well I
0: think as well One of the, I think it was after The West Ham game West Ham like, game West Ham, was Ham he was He was brilliant And yeah. it's the passing It's not even just In terms of goal contributions yeah. It was the passing The, the defence splitting passes That he played yeah. Passes into the box Very very mm-hmm. incisive And he just does Have that eye because some players have got it and some players don't. Mm. A guy who had it, undoubtedly, despite the fact that I do think people over-exaggerated sometimes the ability of this man, but Meza Ozil is someone who just had that eye for a pass and could pick a brilliant pass, always got the weighting of the pass right, always yeah. got the timing of the pass right, and was always getting it into the correct area. And I think Odegaard does have that about him. I think Odegaard's
1: similar to Ozil in a lot yeah. of ways. And I think one of them, like like you said, weight of pass pretty much always perfect with Odegaard and I just think that's quality and I think he's just got that awareness as well that all had just because like I think there's a lot of players who like their first touch is maybe focused on just getting it under control where Odegaard's first touch is like what am I doing next because he's had a look around he's like right I've seen him well it's it's the kind of the players
0: that glide yeah like the players that just make it look and I don't
1: think like Odegaard is like you know a well it's he's not the stretch. finished article I don't think he's a well by any stretch of the imagination but I do think if I'm looking at a player that I want to bring on and make a defence split and pass particularly if we're going to give Aubameyang another go which I think we probably will mm-hmm. um, yeah I think other guard's the one you want to keep and I think if the other player I had written down for this position you I know you're a big fan of him and we mentioned him a lot on the podcast uh, Buendia oh
0: I do really love
1: him I would like yeah. Buendia a lot and
0: I think the good thing <laughs> about Buendia as well is that because other guard it, it gives you a bit more or it gives you a bit more versatility because obviously other guard has played off the right sometimes mm. and has played in a kind of ten spot but you can get other guard you can get Emmy Smith Rowe in the same team the same way that you could get Buendia and Emmy Smith Rowe in the same team um you could even get other guard and Buendia in the same team so i think you could you can maybe again it depends how much money there is it depends on availability I think Buendia will want to move now because he's had he's had a season in the Championship, then a season in the Premier League where he proved, you know, he was well, worth his, yeah, up, so yeah. where he was worth his soul, fourth most uh, chances created in the league, playing for the distinctly worst team in the league. And then this season in the Championship, he's been fantastic again. Loads of passes into the final third, double figures, goals and assists. I think this time he will want to make that step up because I don't think he's going to want to play for Norwich in the Premier League again, just for them to go down or for them to be in 17th, 16th. I just feel like he will want to make that step up. He's got them back where they belong in his eyes and I think he'll want to move. So I think Buendia is a good one. And again, I don't think Buendia is going to be that expensive. I don't see him being 50 million. He hasn't got that English tax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He He hasn't got the English tax. (laughs) um, And, you know, I just see him being 30. 30, 35 max, yeah. I think. But, but even yeah. Norwich aren't
1: going to... Tu- I don't think Norwich are going to turn
0: down I don't 25. Think Norwich, I
1: don't think Norwich are the stingiest club, so I think... Yeah. Um...
0: Well, Norwich, the thing is as well with Norwich, you know that that money will be reinvested. Like, they, mm. do, very w- they do very well at kind of picking out talent, but also, like, re- putting money back into the squad. So I do think that money... Th- I, I don't think they see money as kind of just the money. They see it as how they can use it, whereas most clubs are just looking at the fee like they're kind of looking at how, what they can get for that money so I do think they're they're more than happy if it's right for them to take 25-30 million mm-hmm.
1: yeah I think Buendia is like as good a shout as Odegaard to be honest yes. but yeah. I think Odegaard is the one I'd probably go for just because I've seen more of him
0: and he's been bedded into yeah, that team yeah he's been
1: bedded into the team and I think I think he's a good player so <laughs> I'd keep him
0: again I think if it was a new manager coming in yeah. I'd maybe lean more towards Buendia mm-hmm. but because I feel like we think Arteta is going to stay yeah then you want to keep guys that he knows. And if yeah. we want to give him the best chance because we want him to succeed, I think. You know. I would love to see Arteta yeah, succeed. Yeah, yeah, there's we nothing want him, I want yeah. more, but I just it's, don't think it's going yeah. <laughs> to We don't think it's going to happen, but if we're doing this off the basis that we want him to succeed, so we think yeah. I think the best thing would be to keep a guy that he knows. And yeah. he's, and also I feel like that I remember he was going to go back to Sociedad. Arteta did get in contact with him. He really enjoyed his chat with Arteta whatever. If you buy into that nonsense, then that's yeah. cool, but there's definitely a relationship between the two of them as well. Mm. So You've got that. A guy that I want to mention just for this position, but also in terms of midfield, is Joe Willock. And I know you're not a fan of this guy. I know that. But since he's been at Newcastle, I have been very, very impressed. I have to say it. Five goals in 11 games. And... You know, I just think he's got a tiny bit of everything and I think you can work with him. You know, he is quick, he is strong. You know, he is he he is he gets physical, he'll get in, make tackles, disrupt play, but also he is very good in the box. He comes alive in the box like he can finish very well and he is decent in the air as well. And I just think having him as an option or maybe give him another season out on loan because I don't I think with him I saw promise and I think I was very I, when I first, I was actually at Willocks debut <laughs> um because he couldn't get his boot he had his boots on yeah and he came on the first 10 minutes he slipped like three times and he comes off he goes and puts his boots back on um and then he came back on and I was re- I remember thinking this guy's rubbish like and I've seen him a few more times that season in Europa League games and he was poor but I think Emery's second season was it I think it was Emery's second season where he played the first kind of five six seven games and he was great like he really really was great Um, or he was a shining light in a poor enough side but then he was kind of ostracised for a bit and he's come back this season he was good for Arsenal very good for Arsenal in the Europa League then he's gone to Newcastle and he surprised me because he's done very well there and I think I'd at least give him another season on loan
1: no and I tell you why. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get a better value for Willock than right now when he's in I good form. I don't think you
0: are, though, because I think I, I genuinely think Willock. They're saying 20 million. I think that could be a mistake. I do think it could be a mistake. No, I think you're wrong. If I, you, like... but you're you're you know you're the Arsenal fan, <laughs> so you 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 know it's your call. But I would be giving Willock either another season back at Newcastle, where he seems to have gelled quite well with the team. Or I bring him back as an impact option for next season because no. I think he he can he can get goals late on. And you need and a team that needs goals from midfield, he's scored more goals from midfield than all of your midfielders combined this season. The thing is
1: I I At Newcastle as well. I do I do know the angle you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Willock is just like I just don't believe he's Arsenal level footballer. I know, but like, I think <laughs> I, I know I
0: know that. Like I know because we've had this discussion, but I do think you are being a bit too harsh on him. I've, I've, I think he's I've, been really really no, good at Newcastle no. like really really good no, he's
1: been good at Newcastle Like, but I think there is a difference between playing for Newcastle and playing for Arsenal but he's playing against the same kind of sides that you guys have been struggling no but against, the thing is well. Newcastle play very differently where they yeah. sit back mm-hmm. they're not in possession a lot well I know like Arsenal we do sometimes get dominated in possession but I do think Arteta's got the idea mm-hmm. of like wanting to have uh, players but, but you at... know
0: he thought he's got the idea of winning the Champions League as well <laughs> no but he's got <laughs> he's got
1: the idea of wanting 11 players who are capable with the ball but Willock's good on the ball no he's not no he is no. Tom, you haven't seen not. him at Newcastle uh,
0: He is good on the ball I I've seen enough you. of him at Arsenal Now to I know promise that he... you He's good on the ball I promise you Watch him Yeah, Who are Newcastle no. playing this weekend?
1: No, they're playing tonight Man City Yeah,
0: Watch them against Man City and watch please just watch them against Man City. No. And if you don't like Willock then, fine. But I'm <laughs>
1: telling you, he is good on the ball. He's not good on he the is ball. He's
0: good on the ball. And he can finish. He can finish and he's got a really good eye for goal. And you need that more in your team. If
1: you're still listening to this podcast, go and let Rory know that Willock is not good on the ball. That's and fine. He, I don't
0: I, I don't mind taking criticism. He's very for me. Him, in my, I feel like no one's watched Newcastle. In, then in my opinion he's very good on the ball.
1: In my opinion, he's very technically poor. Like, he's very That's
0: poor. what I thought when he was first coming through. That's what I thought when he was first coming through. When I saw him on his debut, when I saw him that first six months, and then the next season, I did think he was very poor on the ball. I I, I agree with you. I thought he was technically very poor. Then when I saw him that next season under Emery, he looked like he'd gone away in the summer and worked very, very hard. And I, I think as well, Willock's got versatility. He can play a bit deeper.
1: He can also play a bit further forward. He can't. Play. He he can't he can. No, no. He like he, he gets played there, but he can't play. <laughs> he can. I've <there. laughs> seen him at, two at all. No, I promise you, he's been he very gets good. played there. He
0: can't yeah, play there. I promise you. We're, we're never going to agree Will- on this. We won't agree on Joe Willetts. <laughs> and look, if you want to take, if you want to take 20 million for him and reinvest it in someone else, then that's fine. I don't really mind. I'm just saying, I feel like it could be a mistake. And I think he deserves to be given another shot because he's been very good at Newcastle.
1: Yeah, I disagree. But it's let's fine. move on. You're yeah. never going to get a better price in right now, in my opinion. But um, so um, moving into the front three now, are we?
0: Yeah, front three. I mean, I haven't made any signings here. I've just said, if if I've said, um, you know, I would give, again, I would, I would give Pepe time. Pepe is someone that I was massively pushing for Arsenal to sign. I remember, you know, I said to you, this was back in year 11 GCSEs mm. or whatever. I'd seen a bit of Pepe, then I went away, watched his comps to see what his goals were like. And he would be picking up the ball from like 40 yards. Yeah, picking up the ball 40 yards away from goal. And he'd take on two, three guys, shoot and score. He was he looked exceptional. Now, his goal numbers were slightly flattering due to the fact that he did take penalties for Lille. Mm-hmm. And he scored 11 penalties that season. But still, to get 11 goals from open play and 11 assists from from out wide, excluding penalties, is a great record. Now, again, Ligue 1, probably less physical than the Premier League, probably slightly slower, probably not as great defences, but still, there is definitely talent there. And I think he's shown glimpses of that in the Premier League. Do you know,
1: what? I do think Pepe's actually been... One of our better players this season, actually. Yeah. I, I like when I do watch Arsenal, I'm like Pepe is one where I do think he's trying to make things mm-hmm. happen. At and Amis. he's popped up with he's some, popped up important with some goals. big goals, he's he has Prague. yeah. He yeah. popped up with some big goals, Pepe. And like, you know what, I know what you're saying. Like, the problem with Pepe is it's just that idea in my head that our standards have dropped. Where now we're mm-hmm. now saying, like, yeah, Pepe's been good, but nowhere near 72 million. But no, that was an overpay, yeah. anyway. It was
0: an overpay, and I agree with that. But yeah. at the same time, I don't think we're in the position. Um, or you're in the position as Arsenal fans to kind of say we've let our standard like I get there's there's a difference there's people saying that you should sign Sanderberg, which is you know no, <laughs> no. like I'm just I have got it that written Berg question mark no that's Big, biggest, says that on you my know paper. biggest example yeah. of um, yeah.
1: Arsenal fans letting standards no drop. that is that is uh, standards dropping that but, that is do you know what yeah. else is Joe Mangan I'm gonna call you out right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he will s- be listening s- to su- suggesting John Egan for our- <laughs> <laughs> But if that, is an exa- if, if that is not an example of standards... No, he didn't do that. He, he did, he, he did. And then he, Joe I think, Egan, mate. I think he did think about it and he's like, probably not. But like, <laughs> when you're taking centre-backs from one of the worst things in Premier League history, you know you've st- your standards have dropped. Joe Egan, that's like suggesting like Connor Cody or something. <laughs> <laughs> that is just, it's uh, worse than that, bro. probably. Do you but, know what um, Max
0: was going on about Conor Cody?
1: Yesterday? Okay. Oh, Max, get out. Come on, Connor Cody. Anyway. Connor Cody's and, uh, dreadful. Anyway, I'm sorry, without we, talk, without yeah. banging on about centre backs too. No
0: way it should be nowhere near the England squad. Yeah. He should be in the cupboard with you know <laughs> in, in that cabinet that we keep people like James Tarkovsky in. Yeah? And Ben me. And yeah. ben <laughs> <Mee>. <laughs> the halfway line <laughs> defenders is your brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, 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 they're eighteen yard yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that. but yeah. like back to goal defend well, yeah. like they're always running from yeah. back <laughs> halfway yeah. line. Yeah. Right. But anyway,
1: without going on about defenders too much, because we've done that. Yeah, Cody belongs with those guys. Yeah. No, but Pepe, but,
0: um, I don't think Pepe is actually I don't think that's letting the standard slip. I think that's saying we've got to work with what we've got. And there are other areas that need improvement a lot more than your attacking options.
1: I think I would probably agree with that, yeah. 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 So but, I um, would
0: I would keep Pepe, but again, just two names yeah. I
1: had down which I want to yeah. throw out. Uh, Ivan Tony like, Yeah. smashed a championship goal record yeah. the other day. Um, I just think Championship a lot of players have come from the Championship and done quite well yeah. in recent years and oh, I and think he's can... got quality like yeah. you
0: watch him and you know there's, there is a difference as well there's people yeah. like Dwight Gale yeah. Yeah. and there's people like Tony there's people like James Madison there's people like Jack Grealish know, Jack Grealish i yeah. not saying he's going to be Jack Grealish John McGinn
1: like, yeah John McGinn um, Oli Watkins came up. Ollie Watkins
0: R. Yeah. there is a difference because you have the Lucas Jukovic's the Dwight Gale's the Mate Vidra's yeah, yeah. so you have to be careful but I think Tony's shown he's come up from League One, yeah, um, and gone straight into the Championship and been fantastic. First season in the Championship yeah, as well. Thirty-one goals, and he's yeah. also got. I think he's got like he's got eight, nine assists, I think as well. So he's got like I think overall he's got forty goal contributions in forty-four games. Straight into a Brentford side that you know lost a lot of good talent last season. Lost Oli Watkins and lost Said Rama, mm-hmm. two pivotal players in that team, and they haven't looked. Much worse than they did last season, and they're yeah. right in the mix for promotion.
1: Yeah, so I think Ivan Tony would be a good shout I don't think we'll sign him because no. I just think I it's think not necessarily a priority. But again, and he's, he's a in... striker, isn't he? And so. another name that I threw out, um, Pedro Neto, been exceptional for yeah. this I season I mean,
0: everyone loves Neto. Yeah, and I, but I, just I think... just love his
1: directness, his yeah. pace, and his dribbling, his close control. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of attributes that you can work with there. Yeah. But I do think you're probably shelling out 60 million. Yeah, and like you just don't need yeah. him for me. You just don't because what mm-hmm. I would
0: say is I would be going with. If we're saying like a four-two-three, we'll go for a final formation at the end. But yeah. I would have Pepe on one side, and I'd have Saka on the other side. Um, yeah. And you could, you've got people as well. I mean, look,
1: I'd have Martinelli instead of Pepe.
0: I would, I would keep, I would have Pepe in there. I know, you, I, yeah. I would, I would have Martinelli involved. I would, I'd rather see Martinelli play through the middle, to be honest.
1: Same, I do, but I do think, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll probably, ha- we'll probably have another year of mm-hmm. and like Lacazette mm-hmm. up top.
0: But I think. I think going forward, look, going forward, even look, Willian has been dreadful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and defend him. But with options like Pepe, Willian, <laughs> Saka, Martinelli, <laughs> yeah, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Baloguns, you mm-hmm. know, Enketia, there is enough goals. I know, I'm not saying Enketia. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not saying is great, but even still, he's scored what five this season? Five, six? Yeah. I mean, but what I mean is like again, he's someone that could bring on and in the Everton game, for example, where he scores late on is it yeah I game? yeah it was. yeah no if, i can't remember
1: which game it was it wasn't yeah to, yeah but yeah,
0: uh, yeah but forward. recently comes in scores late on gets poaches a goal but i think there's enough goals between those eight that you don't need to go right now when abameyang and lacazette move on which will probably be next year mm-hmm. then probably, then yeah. go in for a tony or you know
1: but i just you might I just move, wonder how much money he'll be next you season. might move too late that's yeah. the only problem yeah I like otten Edouard as a striker option as well. Yeah, I, I mean, whenever I've yeah. watched him, great mm-hmm. finisher. Seems to have de- mm-hmm. decent back to goal game. Yeah. Like, good Well, pace. I'd say
0: his back to goal game is a lot better than his finishing. I only think the pro- I think, think the problem okay. with Edouard is, yeah, Edward's not actually a brilliant finisher. He's the, the, the thing is, he's very good in one on one situations, but he doesn't score enough goals that you would um, get from an archetypal striker. So, mm-hmm. like in and around in the box. Like goals from inside, like where the ball's been played into the box and he's there. Yeah, they're they're not the type of goals that he scores. He scores goals where he'll pick the ball up with maybe either his back to goal or he'll get played through. His one on ones, he's very very good. Um, he's a good penalty taker as well, which is always a plus from a striker. But. And he can score those types of goals um, in, inside a box, but he is more, he's better with the ball at his feet. And Edouard adds so much value because of the way that he's able to move defenders around and through his creative play as well. So I think the only problem with Edouard is if Arsenal want a classic number nine, that's not what you're getting with odds on Edouard. You're yeah, getting, you're, you're not yeah. getting that. I think, I think Tony's definitely that yeah. classic number yeah. nine. And um, I think Tony is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, that's someone I would like us to sign, but yeah. I do kind of think... Probably gonna be a lot of money, particularly if Brentford get promoted. Yeah. And um I just maybe don't... not a priority position. So. No, I wouldn't
0: say a priority and I think wait another summer because until better options become available. Yeah. Because I don't
1: think there's a plethora of top strikers really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So we've gone through sort of all the positions we look at improving and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we getting onto the sort of manager discussion? Oh, well, one other shout that I just uh, got okay. written
0: down is because I've seen him link with Arsenal and he's he's gonna be available on a free would be uh, Channel Oglu um for a attacking midfield position now i know you might think he's been underwhelming but back when i was doing research earlier like i was saying earlier you know when i was doing that yeah channel looks very impressive record is very good he's been injured quite a few times at places he's went so that would be a bit of a concern but i think if you could bring him in as on a free as another creative option i think that'd be a fantastic bit business yeah i
1: just worry that he's maybe a bit of a mercenary if he comes like i don't know Mm -hmm. like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just some for some reason that's the sort of thing that strikes mm-hmm. me as when yeah. they come over from Italy and they've already had a big club in AC Milan, yeah. and then it's like their sort of second big club. Yeah, and then it's like you know, is it is it going to work? But again, but,
0: he's a brilliant set piece taker, and I yeah. think everyone could use a, a you know you can use a set piece taker. Yeah. Um. So you don't have so Willie doesn't I mean, have that. Besides. I'm sure
1: he'd be decent. Yeah. But like, yeah, not for me personally. Yeah. But
0: so I. But I mean, if he's available on a free. Mm-hmm and I, I'd definitely snap him up just because again it gives you another option because even if you're if you're going to have um, Odegaard and Emile Smith-Rowe um, which I think is probably most likely then I think having someone like Chaneloglu there as well is a great mm-hmm. little option he can play off the left as well yeah. freeze up some minutes maybe for Saka when he needs a rest Martinelli, whatever I just think he'd be a good sign in and he's not even that old I think he's 27 so again it's not like a Willian who's like yeah. 32,
1: 33 mm-hmm. and is sitting on a two year like <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <No>. William. <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying at the time, there was a lot of people sort of defending that. I was like, absolutely no way.
0: Well, the thing is, what I thought was, and I remember when you said to me, and then I kind of pivoted a bit, because I thought William had been okay for Chelsea last year but I think people kind of deluded themselves into thinking that he'd been really good and they really wanted to hang on to him they wanted to hang on to him because like Frank Lampard liked him and he had been reliable enough for them but he hadn't set the world alight by any means and a lot of his goals came from the penalty spot Um, but he was important to them however I never I never was convinced that that was going to translate to Arsenal but I did think he'd be a good backup option until I spoke to you And you were kind of saying, "Do I want to see William playing in front of the likes of Nelson, um, in front of the likes of um, Martinelli Martinelli and Saka?" Saka?" No. And you (laughs) were right because he's taken minutes off all of those guys, especially Reece Nelson, who's been nowhere to be seen really. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he was one of the guys that I was—I've been disappointed by because when Arteta initially came in, it looked like he really wanted to give Reece Nelson a go. It looked like he rated him a lot. We just haven't seen anything of Reece Nelson. Again, I'd be. I think your you think he's got quality. Yeah, he reached Nelson. Your your because I remember when we spoke about Willock and Ketia and Nelson, you would say Nelson would be the one that you think has got quality, and yeah. I do agree in the sense that he looks like the most ready-made to go to the top out yeah. of those three. Would you keep? Would you give him another go? Loan him out, Nelson, maybe.
1: The thing with Nelson is, is so because I do when I'm watching, like, yeah, he is good. He's clearly got a good football brain. Like he plays good one-two touch football. And he's he's reasonably quick, he's quick, he's reasonably good at dribbling. You can see there's decent quality there. But he just doesn't do enough for me. Yeah. Like when you're a young player, you've got to take that opportunity you get with mm-hmm. both hands and you gotta really make a statement. And I just well,
0: the thing is as well, these guys aren't even that young anymore. Like yeah. they're young. No, but like... what I'm saying yeah. is when he's yeah. been given that first yeah.
1: opportunity. Yeah. And you know, when you first broke him through, like I remember I was taught, i there was debate in my household with like Saka and Nelson and that they were like it was not that long ago they were saying that Nelson was better than Saka and I was mm-hmm. like the thing you have gotta think is like Saka's when when Saka's been given opportunities, he's very much capitalised on them, getting goals, getting assists, getting on the ball, making things happen. Whereas Nelson, he's probably he was probably the more rated player coming through and he was like you know But um, Nelson
0: is, gives me massive Callum Hudson Odoi vibes. We're always hearing about how good he could be, not how good he has been. That's what I'm
1: saying. He just yeah. doesn't do enough. Yeah. When he's given yeah. like the minutes. And just, I think
0: Hudson Odoi still. I you know Hudson Odoi. I still. I'm think starting to m- get there with Hudson Odoi as well. But I'm just yeah.
1: thinking like, mm-hmm. does he do enough when he's? Given I, I don't the think
0: he does. But even still, we've seen more from Hudson. We've seen a lot more from Hudson Odoi in the Premier have, League yeah. than we have from Reece, Reece Nelson. Nelson. Yeah,
1: the thing. Yeah, and I've, also
0: those guys are now what getting to the age of 21. Yeah, and have they really? You know, that's the thing as well with. Willock, I'd agree. You know, he's gonna be twenty two in August. Yeah. Like, has he really done enough to stake his claim?
1: Enketia twenty one, gonna be yeah. twenty two. I mean Enketia. Yeah, no, Enketia Enketia would be the one that you're just, definitely just saying. Justin on the well, Enketia and Willock i throw them in together yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But um, I
0: would say I would say for me, I'd say Enketia, no. He's and, just
1: an under twenty three striker. Like that's what he is. Yeah, and it's not to be player. disrespectful. But like, I just don't think he's he just he's just not built for the Prem like you can see that the defenders are he's, bullying him. Yeah. Like defenders enjoy playing against Nketiah. Yeah,
0: uh, I mean he's a he's a poacher. Yeah. But also that's not really in style anymore. Yeah. Like
1: it's just You can think you yeah. can't you can't carry players in a nah, modern game. Like, nah. you just need he you can, need he, eleven he, players. He,
0: he may be, he'll maybe be a bottom half of the Premier League striker in his prime. Maybe yeah, I doubt it. He's I mean, do you know who's who's been found out to be a massive fraud though as well as is that as is Brewster? <laughs> how that guy, that guy's got a champion? Do you know? What?
1: It's just like it's a, it's been a very difficult year at Sheffield United. Yeah. Let's see how he does in the, for them in the championship. Yeah. I think that's gonna be better. But
0: for I him. feel like like Riem Brewster is another kind of like and and Ketia. It's just in the kind of he's in the cupboard with um, where we've got people like Dominic Solanke. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the kind of I think that's the thing. See, it doesn't I,
1: always translate from twenty. I think with to... Rain Brewster, the problem mm-hmm. is he just didn't get he didn't get. And he had a massive injury. Yeah, he Liverpool. had an injury. Yeah. And he didn't get like you know. Like, did he get like fifty, ten games, ten, fifteen games in a row at Sheffield United? No, I mean, arguably he just wasn't playing well enough to get yeah. that But just give him a year in the Championship and see how he. does Well, they didn't more.
0: really have. That's the problem as well. Bringing a young guy to a a club that are struggling, struggling yeah. you can't. You don't have the time to give to yeah. those guys. Yeah. But if you're going to spend twenty million on him, mm-hmm. yeah, and he can't be that much worse than Ollie McBurney or David. Give McGoldrick, him a go, you know. But like, you know.
1: Anyway, um, without doing a rebruce of podcast, so
0: we're saying, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're saying about those <laughs> youngsters, really. Yeah,
1: so I think we've gone through all the priority positions where we'd want to see improvements and stuff.
0: Yeah, so the final bit,
1: Arteta. <laughs> the thing with Arteta, the problem is for me, he just he's one of those managers where you can see that he may be paying a bit too much attention to detail. Yeah. And he just overcomplicates it for his players a lot. And when they when he first comes in, all the players are like, This guy's a genius. And then you get tired of that voice just telling you like, right, mm -hmm. Kieran like Kieran Tierney, like maybe a bad example because he always plays well. But like you have to be in this position at this certain Mm -hmm. scenario and you have to always be there and you have to always. But that's that's the thing, that's
0: the job of a coach, isn't it? It's not a manager's job. Yeah. Like you need your coaches to Mm -hmm. be doing that.
1: Like I just think you know, when you got good players in this squad, like I do believe there is good players in this squad, but when I just feel like Arteta is someone who just puts the shackles on a lot, yeah, and like just limits where they're allowed to be on the pitch, what they're allowed to do. What
0: do you have to say for his conduct? Because I, I he's a bit of a weird one. It's weird, like because I feel like he wants to be a bit of a kind of a disciplinarian. Yeah, he and I know you've does. been a bit critical of him with certain management of players. Would you yeah. want to elaborate on that? Well, a bit more? I just
1: think, um. Yeah, I think he definitely wants to be that, but I'm not sure whether he's commanded that respect yeah. in a way. So I'm like, because if he had commanded that respect, I'm telling you now, we wouldn't be as bad as we are. Yeah. Because like, yeah. he wants to come across like that where he drops Aubameyang for being late and he's sort of like... um you know, like the whole Gendouzi incident. I kind of agreed with how he dealt with that, but like, yeah. there's just a lot of incidences where... Would like, you bring Gendouzi back? He's been really average at Hertha Berlin. I just think he's probably... <laughs> <He's, yeah. laughs> he is just so average. I saw a report though. today yeah. about um, him wanting to play Champions League football and I'm just like, yeah, he's just got For a who? massive head. Like, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know who gave him that. Like, clearly a talented player, but wouldn't bring him back. Just yeah, but even then,
0: like, uh, Gendouzi, I don't think... Like, I've seen Gendouzi have decent games, but... Just never, just never blow me away. Really. <laughs> yeah, like, no, never no.
1: really kind of. But um, yeah, back to Arteta. Yeah. I just think he He tries to sort of portray himself as this sort of authoritarian, disciplinarian manager. But I'm not sure he's really commanding the respect of players like Partey, players yeah. like Abamian. But if you're players.
0: Partey as well, who is Arteta? Yeah, like who is Arteta? Like
1: you, you're a better player than Arteta was in his prime. And what's Arteta done apart from put the cones out? Of Pet- <laughs>
0: To be fair, this is the thing though with Arteta as well. Like when it was um, like Raheem Sterling, I Raheem Sterling said about how much Arteta had helped. Yeah, but that's the job of an assistant coach. It's not. No, doesn't make. I mean, that sort of last comment was a bit of a joke. No, no, I know, I know. But what I mean is though, like, like. Even still, it's not the it's not a manager's job. Yeah. Like coaches have that attention to detail with certain
1: players. Yeah.
0: But if you're having that attention to detail with every single player, and this idea, he does seem like a bit of an egomaniac. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think he's sort of like doesn't want to be seen to be trampled over. Yeah. Want to, but I just think. And it's just you're our tip, Like up. I just think because he's so early into his managerial career, he doesn't really know who he is as a man, as a manager. Yeah. And he hasn't had that sort of lower job where he's like um sort of finding out. You know, it's who's, just like... Who's going to be with him when he's, he's in the been trenches. Cho- He's been chucked yeah. in the deep end. Yeah. And he's like... He and hasn't really found out what he's going to do in He's gone situations. from
0: swimming with a float to swimming in the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: it's so true. Yeah. So, I just think he's at a stage in his career where it's maybe come too soon for him. Mm-hmm. And like... Yeah. yeah. But
0: you can't turn the job down at you the time. You can't turn the job down. Yeah. But like, you know,
1: I just think it was given to him too soon. And I just think he's just made some...
0: People... That's the thing. You see people like Wayne Rooney at Derby. You see people like Gerrard mm. at Rangers. Better, better, much better players. Yeah. But and also like guys, those guys have had experience. Like obviously, Rooney I mean, Gerrard seems to be yeah. a good manager. Yeah. From what I've seen. Do you know what Gerard is like? Gerrard's done a, a good job there, but at the same time, I don't think he's not ready for a kind of he, no, he, not he's not ready for nowhere near or like that. But also, he's still like this season. Even the, despite the fact they've been far and away the best team, they're only going to win one trophy. And after showing a lot of promise in the Europa League, they kind of went out on a, with w- on a whimper. Yeah. I know there was the whole racist abuse thing, but that was and look I'm not I'm not condoning that whatsoever, but that didn't have a, an effect on their performance considering that was like with two minutes to go yeah so, they were really poor in both those games well they were really poor in the second leg against slavia mm-hmm. and i think that showed to me because i've been saying to people look if they beat slavia then i'm willing to turn around and say they're very good but i still think they've got a long way to go and gerard does because he's only won one out of nine trophies in scotland yeah and that's and he an did important undertake, an important one but he has undertaken a massive job and he's still i think he, he said it himself um, and he does show self-awareness because yeah. he was at Liverpool under 23s then he's gone to Rangers which was a good job to take there was a lot of pressure but it was also a win-win because if he went and improved the team but didn't win anything people would say he improved the team and if you do win something you kind of get that idea of kind of taking them back to the top um, which they have been the best team in Scotland this year but again you see people like Gerrard and Rooney going to places like Derby Rangers Rooney obviously had done part-time coaching as well when he was at was mm-hmm. it Dallas I think Something like that, yeah. yeah. Or DC. No, is that DC? Yeah. Um, But, like, those guys are much better players than Arteta was. And I'm not saying, again, that... But people like John Terry as well. You wouldn't take John Terry as a
1: manager because he's been a coach at Villa. Mm. So why really... I also think, like, Derby and Rangers are better places to sort of learn your trade. Yeah. But um... it's the
0: same way that if you're going to be an assistant for a bit, you get a bit off the manager. But then you go somewhere where you're the number one... But not Arsenal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just like, learn your trade.
0: Xabi Alonso is another example. Yeah. Because he's been coaching Real Sociedad B. And Mm -hmm. I think, did he turn, I think he turned down, I'm not sure if he's going to Mm Mönchengladbach, but he's been linked with the Mönchengladbach job. But even then, he's kind of had a process where he's been in charge of a team. Because going from an under-23s then into a job, Mm -hmm. instead of being assistant, and then in going into a job is a bit And also like may, Even when assistants go from Like Jason Tindall Going from Bournemouth assistant To Bournemouth coach Didn't really work out Yeah Like So it's why, just such why a you different think thing. Throwing him in to Throwing him in Not even taking over at City But taking yeah. over at Arsenal A club that is in Disarray as well Yeah Why yeah. What, I don't understand why the board Didn't appoint Ancelotti Yeah I just think Ancelotti Would have been perfect I really
1: do He's just a much safer pair of hands And I just think Like I said, Arteta just thrown in the deep end, Mm -hmm. like should have learned his trade somewhere else because you just you learn who you are and mm-hmm. you make your bad decisions somewhere else but that's
0: yeah but that's the fault of the board isn't it yeah, it's, it's Vinay, the, fault of the board it's, it's Vinai,
1: and like you know Arteta he's clearly been poor at various points this season like the Villarreal like it, w- it was so clear in the Villarreal legs the first one where false this nine. Martinelli agenda as well of Arteta this really, onto, this really gets it, to me yeah. this really gets to me like we've got Smith Rowe playing as a false nine with Martin- Martinelli sitting on, a, on oh, the bench and, and, and we apparently- just Abamian
0: having... yeah, like was on the bench in the... Was Yeah but he wasn't fully yeah. fit But still but... He's fit enough to be on the bench Yeah Martinelli's fit enough to be on the and bench we sh- And we've gone
1: with a false 9 we like, You've gone just... with Smith Rowe up front It's we... not
0: even like Because Pepe's played up front before Yeah So you could have mm. even chucked him up front
1: No it was But like Awful decision yeah. And it was
0: But it's what someone said He's seen Pep Play a false <laughs> nine And he's gone Oh yeah let's do that Like it... and Also with Jacka going off against mm. Villarreal and him coming out after and kind of saying oh yeah well that had a massive effect on the game plan or whatever yeah. and it's like mate Jack are at left back how is him going off affecting the game plan that much how can you not adapt yeah like, just
1: adapt innit? those
0: like, things are really worrying as yeah. a, like that really worry me
1: Thing as is, it's just fans. not the time to be experimenting in those mm-hmm. sort of games and you want to sort of have your team sort of set in stone like how you want to play for those sort of games and Arteta clearly didn't have that and even in the second leg, we sort of changed it up where we had Partey as a single pivot mm-hmm. and then we had Odegaard um, and Smith-Rowe. Well, and then
0: uh, Chelsea this week, you went to a back three with Saka yeah. at the right wing like, back
1: Just so much changing. and he it's do- just... I
0: mean, I think the problem is he's got no idea what his best team is. He, do- yeah. he doesn't know what his formation is. He doesn't know what his best team is. Yeah. And he doesn't know the players that he can rely on.
1: Yeah. you. I think you've... Like, summed up there, and I just think.
0: And he's been there now for like what 18 months,
1: yeah. And I just think probably the, the player, uh, yeah, nearly 18 months, yeah. Well,
0: probably 16 months, 16 yeah, months, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I think, like I said earlier, I think the players are probably sick of being having the shackles just put on them that much, yeah. And they're just not really, um, you know, they're just they're probably just sick and tired of hearing him, like hearing his voice. And Do you know what,
0: I think another big problem is yeah. you think of the guys that he's brought in, yeah, Cedric. Pablo Mari, yeah? Yeah. Willian, yeah? Just average footballers. Even Tobias, yeah, who he's brought back. Yeah. yeah? So those four, okay, we could say Erdogan has been all right, but even Mm. then, he's not been fantastic. Gabriel, Yeah. Like none of them have made any impact. Willian has been dreadful. Like yeah. none of those, and those are all guys that Arteta's kind of signed. Yeah, which is why I
1: don't really like the idea that he hasn't had enough time because he's clearly got players that he wants, and they haven't made any impact. I mean, Pablo Mari, <laughs> yeah. what what was that about? Mari, just like if you're playing in Brazil at that age, like there's a reason why. No, but also like, <laughs> he didn't play any games. He played Port against Portsmouth for like 28 minutes, got injured, and yeah. then they've
0: given him a four-year deal. Yeah.
1: It was like, madness It was madness Cedric the same Cedric the <laughs> Cedric didn't play Cedric For six th- month. Yeah And he comes on Like And he gets a big deal Like I just don't get it Four years as well I don't get it's it It's not
0: even a two Like two <laughs> years Yeah maybe you give him a two year deal
1: yeah, uh, just poor decisions all around. Arteta's clearly got players that he does want. And again,
0: want. another deal for like David Luiz, who, which I think yeah. wasn't a bad decision, but still, he's <laughs> been just so-so. But
1: you just want players that are going to be like, uh, has Arteta got players there right now where he's like, I'm going to have him on my team for the next 10 years. is Partey, another one who's come in and done... Not done well. And he just doesn't know... He clearly has He clearly it. hasn't managed him well. Yeah. I, like, as much as I was critical of Partey, and I think he's as mostly to blame for his poor performances, you know. He's like, at the end of the day, you're the one going out on the pitch. Yeah. But Arteta clearly hasn't managed him well. Mm-hmm. So there's a problem there. And there's been problems with Arteta's management but that's for a the long thing. time. You
0: think of guys as well that he hasn't managed well, and you could pick out... Quite a few players. So you Aubameyang. could say Abamyang. This season, he's managed him poorly. Martinelli consistently poorly managed. Yeah. Pepe, I think at points
1: he's poorly managed. Um I think Pepe has yeah. been not rewarded for a lot of good form. Yeah, it, a lot of times, which is probably massively frustrating. Well, I for think
0: for for Pepe, it's like he hasn't been rewarded, and when he got sent off against Leeds, yeah, yeah. which was his own fault, yeah, mm. he was so harshly punished for that. Yeah. I feel like Arteta doesn't know, he's got the two extremes, doesn't reward enough, doesn't reward people enough, but also, as soon as someone makes a mistake, they are absolutely lambasted by Arteta.
1: severely affects motivation. Yeah. If like If you feel like you're not getting anything mm-hmm. for doing well, and then you're getting completely destroyed for yeah. doing something bad. Yeah. It's, it's going to affect your motivation Like I don't think badly. he's
0: got And look That's the problem And he's, he's probably still, Another one yeah. I
1: want to say The yeah. Ozil situation Horribly yeah. managed Yeah, Horribly managed And look
0: Whether that was the board Or whether that was him He needs to come out and say it Well listen He came out
1: and said yeah. This is my decision Yeah, You're Leaving him out of the whole Premier so, League squad and uh, that When is you so no creativity And also That mm-hmm. is so alienating Yeah, One of the most senior members Of the squad mm-hmm. And um,
0: And a guy who to be fair Has always been quite Has, has always reached out To the support yeah, and right.
1: always been, like, one, like, you know, when we, I think... One of the best players I'm in the Emirates in, Yeah, I'm probably in the, maybe in a minority when I say Ozil, I've been very, I was happy with how he played for Arsenal, mm-hmm. like, after that big Don't deal. Don't tell Max Cohen, you said yeah, that. Yeah, after that, after that big deal, he definitely tailed off, but, like, <laughs> I was but happy with still, how he played for Arsenal. even who
0: was behind giving him that new deal? I mean, you think <laughs> of all the poor decisions See, at this See, this club. is what I want to get yeah.
1: into, right? So, yes, Arteta's been poorly managed, I think we've covered that well, but... <laughs> the Cronkies is the bigger problem well, I, for
0: me. I guess one thing i wanted to say about arteta before we move yeah. on to the Cronkies is that um and we'll talk maybe about a couple other managers yeah. that we think could make, a, uh, make yeah. a difference but i think the thing is those things whilst they are all important like him getting the balance wrong managing players poorly he's still learning yeah. so that is the board's fault mm. in my opinion yeah for appointing a guy who doesn't know how to make those decisions
1: yeah it is, It's just like you, you need a safe pair of hands A yeah. stable pair of hands mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're in such Disarray as a club And yeah. I even I remember saying To my brother When we first appointed Arteta I was like mm-hmm. I would only take him On an interim I literally said that To my yeah. brother And even though at, When we won the F1, I was like Yes he's the greatest manager ever I was like I'll, I, I said I Probably in six months I said to my brother Like you know I'll probably like him mm-hmm. But me knowing what what's gonna happen right now when we first appointed i was like only get him an interim because he's gonna make mistakes and it's just like and you know what else i think um we were a bit rash because we changed his sort of role from head coach to manager and i think that was very rash and i think it probably gave him a lot more responsibility which he didn't need need, though as well to do that like it's such a stupid thing it was like probably putting too much faith in him too quickly and, like, yeah, just very rash. But and this I think is, yeah, if I mean, we go on to replacements we want... I don't want it if it's not Massimiliano... I don't know how Mas- to say his name. Massimiliano... Yeah. <laughs> we are close to agreeing a deal for, <laughs> for Massimiliano Allegri. He's, he's, bought, re- he's bought a <laughs> house over there. Like, see, you see that house over the street from Rory. Yeah, i just seen Allegri putting out yeah, the bins, yeah. 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 <laughs> we made contact
0: with him about two months ago. Like, on, if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google... Um, No, no, not Google. Go on YouTube and say we are close to. um, Type in we are close to agreeing a deal. Just in in the plug. Um. Yeah, (laughs) and he has ghosted ever since. Like he's literally not been seen since he said that. Like he just lost all his. The thing is, like we said, when he's like, "Oh yeah," he spoke to us a few months ago. We're like, "You've got no idea what's going on." Like this guy just did not know anything. Like the plug, he managed to get a few lucky ones. Yeah, yeah, but he had no clue. Yeah, yeah, no clue. Yeah. But, but I fair think... play to him for, like, having mugged everyone off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was wondering what you were giving him no, fair convincing, play for. There. Convincing everyone that he actually had a source <laughs> and then, like, just not having a source. Yeah, like... no.
1: Um, but, yeah, Allegri is the one I would go for if we're getting a new manager 100% just because... He can work with limited squads. He can work with limited squads. And people kind of sniff at Allegri, but I'm like, why? But th- th- this is the thing that <laughs> it,
0: it drives me mad. You say Allegri, Yeah. Oh, and you have James with this stupid kind of oh, we're only we should only appoint German managers <laughs> <laughs> just because Klopp's done well and, and Tickle's too, yeah, done well. Yeah. It's like oh, we should only appoint Germans. Spaniards don't what? I- <laughs> Sorry, guys, we had a bit of a technical issue, but we're back. This is this is part two, we'll say, but uh, <laughs> a very late on part two. So if you made it this far, then thank you for listening. Um, what were we saying? We were saying about Allegri, Allegri and the yes. plug and all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, because Allegri has worked with limited... And we were saying about Arsenal fans turning their noses up yeah. at managers and this whole James Redden theory about... I just want to go managers. through like Allegri for a yeah. minute. Yeah.
1: So um, AC Milan brings them to Scudetto in their last, 10-11. Yeah, their, their, last, their last Scudetto. One. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely not to be sniffed at. And then he goes to Juve, wins it like however many years in a row. Five, I
0: think he won five at Juve because he's won six, six Serie A's.
1: Six Serie A's. So yeah, he's won five at Juve in a row probably, <laughs> I think. So yeah. yeah. Brilliant! Got to two Champions League finals
0: and lost to better teams in both of them. Like, yeah. there's
1: nothing wrong with doing that.
0: Our, you know, Alex Ferguson did that against mm-hmm. Barcelona teams. Yeah. yeah, getting to a Champions League final is an achievement. Yeah, you know, no matter what people say, it's an achievement. Yeah, you don't get a trophy for it, but you do actually get a runners-up medal. So, <laughs> yeah. but no, getting to the final is an achievement. And look, losing to one of the best Real Madrid teams of all time. Yeah, and a brilliant Barcelona MSN side, Barcelona. yeah, MSN yeah. Barcelona, who were all probably. That, that You know, Messi, who was still in his prime Still is in his prime, by the way Um, But, you know, Messi, who was brilliant Suarez, who was in his prime yeah, And Neymar, who was fantastic One of his
1: best seasons, yeah. Neymar
0: So, yeah. that, you know, to lose to both of those teams is, you know No shame in that No shame, no shame in shame. that There we go And since he's left, they have been really poor
1: but Since, since Allegri left Juve, they've been on a constant downhill spiral mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, I don't think it's a coincidence at all Yeah and I just think he's been, he was such a good manager for them. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people will say like other managers and stuff, but I don't think it's a difficult decision. I think Allegri is like the obvious choice. No, I think sort. it's really
0: easy. I I've think... been saying, I mean, I said <laughs> to you for ages, allegri in, yeah. like... I don't think it's a difficult decision at all. Yeah. It, I mean,
1: apart from when Venga when first left, I wanted um, Allegri as my second choice after Conte. Yeah. But, um, but Conte ain't available. Conte so, ain't yeah. available right now. Allegri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should have done it before.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the problem, so like I think we're starting to see that the problem I think Wenger did need to leave like I'm not going to no, be one did. of those people that says but I don't think Wenger was the problem I think the board is the problem and that's starting to show more and more and more I
1: think it's just negligent ownership yeah. on yeah. Yeah. behalf of the Congress yeah.
0: but also the people that have been making the decisions Ivan Gazidis yeah. made a catalogue of errors yeah, in terms of decision making appointing Emery poor decision yeah. yeah, as Garth Crooks would say it's a poor decision <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a poor yeah. decision yeah. it is a poor yeah, decision yeah, no, that was a is. really poor decision appointing yeah. Emery like make no mistake about it um, the same way that even they they really cocked up that managerial appointment they had a lot of time to get it done there was Allegri who was talked about Conte, Conte Luis Enrique Ancelotti Ancelo- all would have been better yeah. than Unai Emery yeah mm. and then they've he's gone two months after Emery's been given the job to yeah. AC Milan So what was that all about anyway? Why was he given that much power if he was potentially leaving? Secondly, then they've gone and appointed Arteta, who they've turned down... Because he was too Inexperienced
1: Before yeah. And they've completely Pivoted on position and they, they've just decided All of a sudden That yeah. now Ortega Is experience yeah. Of like a year and a half Of yeah. more assistant yeah. managing
0: Like I don't know Where where, where the kind of Joined just what, up thinking Is I was there I yeah. took the words Right yeah. out of my mouth like, like I don't know Where the joined up thinking Is there Because you've gone He's not experienced enough
1: mm-hmm. And he's done what To show you that he is Yeah exactly And the thing is You just Like it's been Even like People like Sven Mislintat Didn't really work <sighs> out or else in there. Do you remember turned Sven
0: Mislen comes in? <laughs>
1: Golden eye, Oh yeah, like, oh you got Torreira, Gwenduzy. So all of a sudden the, these guys. What, have been, so the yeah. point I'm about to make so is yeah. Sven Mislen's is yeah. supposedly renowned as a top scout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the next year we're doing agent led business <laughs> yeah. with um Keo Yeah, Keogira. Yeah. Keyrampship. Yeah. Yeah. So where's like what's changed in a year yeah. that we've gone like, yes, yeah, Sven, we're gonna go for a scouting led approach.
0: Well, and that's mm-hmm. the thing, you've gone from a scouting led approach with Sven who wanted to be the director of football. Yeah, He's told, no, we don't want a director of football. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're appointing a director of football in Edu. <laughs> yeah. And then we're doing, Edu's mates, Kia Jirabchin, Yeah, is going to bring in some people. Like Willian. Like, like Willian. Yeah. yeah. And potentially Felipe Coutinho on massively yeah. inflated wages and a huge fee. Yeah. And then you've got, Who's in, who, who's, you know, who's. And also Edu. Yeah. What's,
1: what's Edu done to be yeah. director of football at Oh, well, yeah,
0: he was sporting director at Brazil, which is completely. different because <laughs> yeah. it's an international what's Edu team. Done? I'm sorry, I, I'm not yeah. a fan of Edu. No, like... uh, and then Raul Sinelli, who again, everyone's going, to get him a fucking statue. <laughs> Don Raul. Don yeah. Raul. Turns out he took 10 million <laughs> from the play deal. So this is what I mean. Like, who's been. And this guy, Raul Sinelli, as well. Like, oh, yeah. You know, he worked at Barcelona. Have you seen Barcelona (laughs) for the last five years? Literally the worst run era of Barcelona club in Europe, (laughs) and he was there pulling the strings. And all of a sudden, like, and Josh Kroenke comes out, and it's like, oh the knock on the door is different when it's Arsenal, yeah. It's like No, I think that was Raul, it was jo- Raul Josh no. came out with oh, the be excited, excited yeah. yeah. And then everyone got excited <laughs> because you had a decent window. But
1: think about that window now. That's so what we said, we sign I said that at window. the time.
0: I didn't think it was a great window. I thought it like, was we right. So Pepe, Pepe average. N- Okay. We'll say Pepe, yeah. I think he's all right. I think he's a good player, but hasn't has out. he
1: done what everyone expected no, him to do? No. So Biles, awful. Terrible. Saliba <laughs> just hasn't played. Um <laughs> Tierney, great. Yeah. Marcel David decent. Um David Luiz, Meh. Meh. Yeah. Just sort of there. Sort yeah. of done what he and was in expected Tinsen, to do though.
0: So then the next window was what Parte uh Gabriel. Gab Parte Gabriel. Willian. Willian. Dead. And then we had Cedric and Pablo Mari in between Cedric, Pablo Mari, Runnison two. coming in as a number two Like honestly as well <laughs> That decision to get rid of Emi Martinez And then bring Runnison in as a number two Emi Martinez was is just, just looking so
1: bad Letting Emmy Martinez go was such a bad mistake honestly What a brilliant goalkeeper In my opinion best goalie of the season so. Yeah no
0: I had him in my team of the season Yeah, yeah
1: so I think massive mistake to let him go and I think, yeah, just really poor decision making. And I think it stems from negligent ownership yeah. from the Cronkies, where they haven't really been keeping tabs on it. They were like, "Oh yeah, Wenger's getting us top four. Our revenue streams are flowing," mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we weren't getting top four. But I do think, and then that, yeah. our sort of opportunity mm-hmm. to get Klopp or Guardiola has gone by. And mm-hmm. then no,
0: I think Wenger has to take some blame on yeah. that element because he could have walked away. I don't really like the Wenger revisionism. Mm-hmm.
1: No, like, it's just no because it was, is, yeah. it was getting toxic. It was getting toxic.
0: Wenger, look, Wenger. No one is disputing what he did for Arsenal, and I'm still not. Look, if it's the choice between who should be in charge, Arteta or Wenger, I'd probably still want Wenger in charge. But that shouldn't be the choice. Yeah. The choice was Wenger or Guardiola, Wenger or Klopp, yeah, and then, Wenger or Conte, Wenger or Allegri, Allegri. Ancelotti Ancelotti All these guys Because you know This Wenger out Kind of became what A thing in maybe 2015 Say Like a big thing In 2015
1: Yeah Like the thing is I was sort of Of the opinion like I'm not unhappy With Wenger But I do remember thinking We could have got Guardiola Yeah
0: And Guardiola had always Spoken about how he would Have come to Arsenal And everything (laughs) but But also, Wenger never wanting to work with a sporting director or a director of football. Kind of, what do they do, direct? Kind of left us in the past a little bit. Silly comments like that, which... And I have so much admiration for Wenger, but he did definitely... This Wenger revisionism is nonsense. Like, let's just put it like that. It's nonsense. The guy was brilliant, yeah? A much better manager than Arteta ever will be. But in the past... In the last three years of him at Arsenal, you know...
1: I think it was going this way anyway. Yeah. I think we probably... (laughs) maybe a little bit better but like Mm -hmm. would we be that much better I think it was going this way anyway and the thing is this is one thing I also want to say like everyone's thinking we've hit rock bottom but like when Wenger when Wenger's like last bit everyone's like we've hit rock bottom it can always get worse and it can get worse from here as well well that's the thing it can always
0: get worse but as I say to you a lot as I say on this podcast quite a few times it's never as bad as you think it is because even at Arsenal right now there are still players there who are good enough. Yeah, there's still quality in that squad, mm. and this is the thing for me. All it takes is bringing in massimiliano I think Allegri gets
1: that is I think Allegri gets us, top. Thing, like, Allegri gets yeah, us top six um, at least, and, and maybe he, second year top I four. I think
0: I think Allegri gets you, but I genuinely think people. Were, and I was saying, and you were saying to be fair as well, it wasn't just me who was saying it. But on the podcast, we were kind of saying when Tuchel came into Chelsea, this makes so much sense. Like yeah. football indecision This is a great decision <laughs> yeah. Like forget the sentimentality. mentality This is a great decision Tuckle's yeah. a great manager And people were like Harry Redknapp Is Tuchel Tuchel's not a g-. I know Frank Lampard's his nephew But yeah. like you know Oh Is he really world class You know <laughs> Like um, You know Winning titles in France Like it, and, and then he comes in And he proves to everyone That he's yeah. a world class manager Now we said it on that Chelsea yeah. podcast yeah.
1: Like That obviously It's hard to let go of a legend Like Frank Lampard yeah. in, the, in the manner they did But yeah. Do they Like they look Brilliant decision. Now, it's fantastic. If they go and win champions, in decision. This is what <laughs> this is what big clubs do. A yeah. Big club would go. Do you know what?
0: Arteta may be a good manager in five years, but yeah. he's not a good manager right now, and it's unfortunate. But we're sacking him. Yeah. Right now And we're getting Massimiliano Allegri He's already bought a house here <laughs> yeah. We're getting in, in, in And we're going to get In the top four next year And we're going to be Challenging in three years Yeah Because we'll have Allegri In charge A serial winner I, person, a serial I personally, winner I personally think There's yeah.
1: nothing we can do To get in the top four next year No personally. I think I think there
0: is I, I think, think there bring is. in Allegri Well bring in Allegri And you'll get close Put it like we'll that We'll get
1: close But I don't think We'll get anywhere mm-hmm. I, th- I think we'll get like top six maybe. But the
0: thing is as well I think a manager Can make so much difference Like look Liverpool are going to be back Next year Yeah if Man United have another window like they did last summer,
1: they're in big. Like they're just in trouble. Like, I just think Man United will get top four. Like they just seem to have like you know. oli has got it back. First, you know Oli's the first manager to do it back to back top four in um in the post Fergie era. Fine, but United, but, um, it's Man United. <laughs> you know, do they want to be finishing? Do they want to wanna be,
0: finishing? They wanna be finishing top four and winning Europa League for the rest of the year? Obviously, for not. the rest of their
1: days, no. Obviously not. But it's a bad um, season. Yeah. But I'm just thinking the competition for top four will be hard. Like Man City, (laughs) Chelsea, Liverpool will be back. Um, You've got Leicester still hanging about. If you
0: get Allegri, I fancy you over Leicester straight away. Like Genuinely, I think Allegri... I think a manager can make so much... We've seen the impact Rogers has had since he's gone to Leicester. And how many of those average players... Well, not average players, but how many of those players have looked better. And look, recruitment as well. Everyone talks about how hard it is to get recruitment right. And it is. But if you get the right team of recruiters... It can be become very easy because mm-hmm. Leicester are a club that have recruited superbly in the last and five Lester six six years. And Leicester removed
1: sentimentality from their yeah business as well because they got rid of Ranieri. They got rid of Ranieri. They got rid of Claude
0: Puel when they were
1: ninth. Yeah,
0: and I would remember saying, thinking at the time that's a bad decision because you have to be careful what you wish for if you're a yeah. club like Leicester. You know, you could very easily get mm-hmm. rid of someone like Puel, like Southampton did when they were finishing eighth yeah and they weren't happy with the football and they got rid of him and they started coming 16th and now they've got ralph hassenhuttle who just because he you know the austrian klopp everyone thinks he's a decent manager 17th yeah. 16th yeah exactly like yeah. they're poor they're really poor <laughs> and that stemmed from them wanting to be bigger than they are yeah that's what i thought with leicester when they got rid of Powell. i thought they'd regret it they haven't and they that is acting like a big club taking <laughs> big decisions yeah yeah because Arsenal are doing worse under Arteta than Leicester were doing
1: under Claude Puel, and Arteta's still in a job. Yeah, it's a joke. It's, a, it's literally a joke. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else we can say apart from I don't that? Think, I don't think there is. Other
0: <laughs> shouts for a manager. Julian Lopetegui. I mean, I really yeah. like Lopetegui. I think Lopetegui
1: yeah. a decent shout, and um, I think
0: give him another. Go. I think he deserves a go. Like in in the sense that he's done a really good job at Sevilla this year. I, and, yeah, and, I just, yeah, I just
1: think there's no. I think it's an easy decision, Allegri. Yeah. I just think no. I
0: think Allegri's an easy decision. But say <laughs> we can't get Allegri, would Lopetegui, you take? Yeah, yeah. would I you take? But so would you take a? Would you take a? Pff, nah, you wouldn't take Scott Parker. No. I don't is, get...
1: Honestly, I don't get this Scott Parker stuff <laughs> to be honest. I don't get it. 28 if, let points. Me get... right. 28 points. Yeah, I think they're like 10 points away from 17th. Yeah. Like, what is this Scott Parker stuff? Is like, it Yeah, they play the good football, like... but Daniel Farker's a better manager. And you know what? Fulham have good players. Yeah. Like, Fulham have Lutman, Loftus-Cheek, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mitrovic, Joachim Anderson, mm-hmm. and Gisa. They've got good players. They they, they they were good enough to stay in the league. Josh Major? Josh Major. Good enough to stay in the league. They're 10 points away from 17th. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. No, no, And who's seven? What, Brighton? Yeah. Come on. Come on. you got to be doing better than that. I don't yeah. get this Scott Parker stuff, honestly.
0: Honestly, it's, Daniel Farker mm. would be better than Scott Parker would for a top job. The Norwich yeah, manager. Pr- but let's like, be honest. Like, but that's because he's not English. That's because he's German.
1: Allegri's the obvious choice. No, <laughs> so James Reardon, that's actually... Yeah. Dan, it should be Daniel Farker because he's yeah. German. Yeah. So James... All uh, German managers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Allegri. Just yeah. get him in. But, yeah. but I think we are both agreed It's definitely not going to happen Yeah Because the ball teams have This blind faith in Arteta So um, Well and so did the fan base So A lot of In terms of in t- I think a lot of the
0: fan base Have now changed Because obviously There was that poll Three, four months ago That we saw <laughs> Where it was <laughs> like con- Continue to back Arteta And <laughs> it was like 75% Would back him Like And Madness. you were kind of saying The blind faith From the fan Madness. base Is mental <laughs> I do think a lot of people Turned after the Europa League Semi-final yeah. But Even still Michael Monago, I know, didn't want to go Arteta out. Liam Cahane did say that he just didn't think that Arteta was going to be let go, and he yeah. didn't see them getting Allegri, even if they did. Mm. So he was kind of saying, if a good, if a better manager is going to come in, definitely guaranteed. Yeah, but the problem is the board. Mm. Like, and yeah. you may as
1: well keep him there if he knows the players because. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. I don't think Arteta's is going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just I I think that's a shame personally because I do think when you've got a manager like Allegri, you should just go and get him. And just I thought the same about Tuchel. Cool. Like, we could and...
0: you could I said Tuchel, cool, I think in the podcast last. I game.
1: think I think we could have got Tuchel cool, and it's just very frustrating. And yeah, I can see us letting another top manager go buy an Allegri, which will be a massive shame. But um yeah, if it's not Allegri, I don't really Lopetegui. Just, I'd give Lopetegui a go. Lopetegui, yeah. yeah. I think I just I'd find it underwhelming anything other than a league. Yeah,
0: no, I I'd agree. Um and I don't I'd give Lopetegui a go but at the same time I just don't know but to be fair, Sevilla's team is pretty average. Yeah. And he's got a lot out of people like Jules Kounde, Diego Carlos who they didn't sign for big money. So Arsenal definitely have the ability to sign those kind of players. Yeah, yeah. Like not now obviously because mm-hmm. Kounde's going to be 70 mil. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. Despite yeah. the fact that barely anyone's watched him, that's, that's, honestly <laughs> Kunde. Yeah, like Dortmund against Dortmund, he was horrendous. Yeah, like, I, he
1: was he was horrendous. I'm like, sure he's been great in that league just because yeah. he's been getting good reviews. But yeah. um, I've never seen him play well. Yeah, so seventy million. Have <laughs> email. Yeah,
0: bit bit mad, bit mad. Do we want to do any closing talk on the Billy Joe Saunders Canelo fight? Yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so um, you watched the fight, Rory. I did watch the fight. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know if anyone is still listening is <laughs> watching is you know if you're still listening do let us know. But um, one thing I did want to talk about with this Canelo Billy Joe Saunders stuff. So um, if you're not interested, feel free to turn off. But <laughs> please don't. <laughs> but um, this um sort of. Bias, I think, with um the sort of ending of the fight is really getting to me. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't know if you would know anything about this story, but in November there was a fight between Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce, where he's because the, and then and Daniel yeah. Dubois has a broken orb, yeah. orbital bone in that fight and. Yeah. He goes on for, like, four rounds and eventually takes the knee. Yeah. And, um, you know, counts himself out. And, by the way, both were, like, make no shakes about it. Billy Joe Saunders quit in that fight. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying... I think they, he made the right decision, but I just see people trying to say it that... It wasn't his camp. It was uh, not his team. No, the thing is, it was his team who but, went to the but, right fight. No, you
0: know? no, but, like, as in, it was him... The like, thing is, yeah.
1: there's been an interview with um, one of the cornermen, men, uh, Ben Davison, and he said, oh, Billy Joe said he wanted to go on, but...
0: Is that Tyson Fury's old
1: trainer? Yeah, Ben yeah. Davidson, yeah. So he goes, and then, but there was a post-fight interview with the main trainer, Mark Tibbs, and he goes, um, in an interview, he goes like, what happened? To, he got asked what happened in the corner, and then he goes, um, he sort of pauses for like five seconds, and he goes like, I didn't get the response I wanted from Vinnie Joe." Yeah. And then those, do you know what I find embarrassing about this? Those interviews have been taken down. Have they? Yeah. And, and then now, that, now there's and this said, new interview yeah. of Ben Davidson, like, oh, I I pulled Billy Joe out. He wanted to continue. Yeah. And I just don't buy it. And yeah. it, it's just the sort of whole bias, like all the sort of like, there's sort of like a gentleman's club in sort of boxing media, I think, where yeah. like Billy Joe Saunders is quite friendly with a lot of the media. Yeah. So none of them are like... Well, when it's
0: promoted th- by Eddie Hearn as well, isn't he? When it, so when the when it, happened, when that? it
1: happened to Dubois, yeah. the stick he got for a 20-year-old kid yeah. to like... Basically, like, Billy Joe Saunders himself said... Yeah, no, I saw that. Billy Joe Saunders says He would die in the ring. But Billy Joe Saunders himself says he would die in the ring. He says on an interview with IFL that Daniel Dubois has to get carried out of the ring. Like... It's a disgusting thing to say. Both, just to make it very clear my position. They I mean, both made the right decision. Both the right decision. Like, it's not worth going blind over a boxing match. But
0: it's the slagging from... But
1: it's yeah. what Billy Joe Saunders says before and it, it's also the sort of narrative that's being perpetuated. Well, that's the
0: thing. You've got to be prepared to back it up. As we were saying about yeah. Wilder, at least Wilder was kind of like, you know, Wilder said he would die in a ring. Like, he wanted a body on his record, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Now, whether you believe that he's that much of a killer, yeah. I don't know. But even in Fury, he showed that he wanted to continue. Even yeah. though he was getting absolutely Wrong decision, destroyed. by the way. He should
1: have been pulled out yeah. a few rounds no, he earlier. he should have been pulled out earlier. And that's and why the corner's there, yeah. to, like, yeah. sort of save a fighter from themselves and, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. it's very... I, I'm saying, like, you know, they might they made the right decision. Like, it's hard enough to beat Canelo anyway. Yeah. But when, you've got, when you can't see out of one eye and you've got, like... I think the the, and
0: you just taken a beating in round eight. I think that was one of the big problems because obviously I actually thought Billy Joe. So I thought, like you said, I thought he did look nervous first two rounds. He looked like and obviously you're fighting Canelo. You're trying to sound him (laughs) out a bit. Like he's a very difficult fighter anyway because he's just relentless in his punching and he's got he's he's, the range of shots that Canelo can use against you. You know the uppercut, a straight shot to the body. That his body shots are fantastic and his power is great. Um, But I think as well, like Billy Joe had done very well. Post round three, I think. Yeah. He'd done well to evade a lot of Canelo's shots, and he had been tagging him. Whether he was hurting him that much, he was I don't know. He was but hurt. he was evading a lot of the shots. He was <laughs> point scoring on cards, say, and I think he won a couple of the rounds between four and eight. I
1: had it. I had it five three at the time of yeah. stoppage to yeah. Canelo, and I think anyone mm-hmm. that sort of had mm-hmm. Billy Joe in that fight, yeah. I do think you're looking at. It no, a I would have given him. Classes. I
0: would have given him four five six. And I think he was all right in seven. I rewatched but, it this yeah, morning. I had
1: yeah. I had Canelo for round four. Yeah, and I had the, the only hundred percent Billy Joe Saunders round for me was round five. I yeah. think round six I gave it to Billy. Yeah, but I mm-hmm. wasn't like. But yeah, I would have yeah, had
0: him. Def- f- I would have had him four, five, six. I thought he fought fine in seven, but Canelo is better in round seven. But round eight, I think the problem was as well, he took such a beating that he needed to get to the corner and he was constantly waiting because he didn't look like he was going to go down. I didn't think he was going to go down. I just thought it looked like he was tired and he needed to get to his corner. But... Then he kinda gets then he gets the, the eye socket done and you see Canelo doing the waving of the hands and everything. Canelo and the said um, yeah, just Can, was Canelo said
1: when he hit that uppercut he yeah. knew he broke the orbital yeah. bone. And yeah. that like I, I think he knew that just from the way he was like he was like mm-hmm. he said when he went back to the corner to Eddie Reynoso, he was like he's not getting out he's yeah. not coming up from the stool and he was right. Yeah. So that just shows you all you need to know about Canelo, absolute yeah. killer. Yeah. Um I don't even think that was Canelo's best night. I don't even think Well I haven't watched
0: enough of because 'Cause I've watched know, um
1: so. I've watched his all his fights since. What would be like, his best um, fight? The second
0: Golovkin fight?
1: He was great against no the thing is that was still a close fight. Like Callum Smith he was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I didn't lose a second of any of the rounds like mm-hmm. and Callum Smith was ring recognized, super middleweight number one. Yeah. Like Amazing performance, like made Callum Smith just look ordinary, which he's yeah. definitely not. Yeah, and even Billy Joe definitely did better than Callum Smith did. Um, I think I gave him. I three thought
0: rounds. Billy Joe had d- d- had a decent fight, like, but he did. Think... He did well. He didn't
1: look completely out of his league, but I just think. No, like, he didn't look out. Of I his just league. thought Canelo, like, I don't think he really got out of second gear. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, that's I,
0: the thing. I think he he looked kind of <laughs> a bit. A, like, I thought Canelo looked a tiny bit jaded in like the fifth and sixth round, but then he comes out in seven and eight,
1: and he's just. Do you know like... what? It's just that composure and like that sort of experience hmm. of the big stage because. Yeah. Can- Billy he didn't
0: waver under any of Billy's pressure. Like, that's the thing. Like,
1: like, I said to you, I don't think. I haven't seen many people say this. I saw one YouTuber I've watched um, yeah. that say this as well that like, mm-hmm. I thought Billy definitely looked nervous for the first yeah. three rounds, and like it was concerning especially in the first three rounds how quickly canelo was closing the distance just yeah. because like you want to you don't want to have your back against the ropes against canelo like people think that the way to beat canelo is that you just sort of box and move which is like just not how you go about it cuz like you're ne- you you just can't escape him now what you it can't... is what it is is you
0: obviously you watch the floyd canelo fight yeah. again this week and I, tom tom watched it and he kind of goes to me afterwards Floyd's
1: just so good, like, you know. <laughs> so good, mate. Oh, yeah. Like the way he just sort of backs him up, like as yeah. the much smaller man as well. <laughs> like Floyd is just he's different. The way he went about that fight was just like mm-hmm. it's really a fight in terms of the size difference. He had no right to win, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I'm, he weight-drained Canelo and all that. Mm-hmm. But like that's the sort of right, and also Canelo was twenty three. Canelo was twenty three. Yeah. Like Canelo, people say Canelo would beat Mayweather now. Like yeah, of course, Canelo well,
0: like, a super now, middleweight. Whether yeah. he beat him, <laughs> whether I mean look. Would Canelo have beaten Floyd would Canelo have beaten Prime Floyd Mayweather? No.
1: Well well no, I think well like the Prime, problem Canelo, is, Prime the problem Canelo, Prime is Floyd. Is Prime Canelo now like, is legalweight. Different, different yeah, yeah, so like and Prime ways, Floyd yeah. is like probably a lightweight, so yeah. it's like it's just not a fair fight Yeah But um, yeah I just think I think Billy spent a lot too Spent maybe too much time running mm-hmm. uh, Maybe not Not enough time Sort of pressing Well the action. thing is
0: as well This is what I said to you and I, I, I don't even Like I've known The thing The reason I knew about Billy Joe Saunders Was obviously because I, Was he on one of the cards Of KSI Logan? Yeah Yeah he was on the KSI Logan card So there was You'd be watching the build up And you'd see yeah. the Billy Joe stuff And then all of that and you talked about Billy Joe before about how he was a really good up and coming fight or whatever. Not up and well, coming, but like yeah. promise or whatever.
1: Like um it's sort of yeah. unfulfilled, I yeah. would say, is the yeah, yeah. word. Yeah.
0: Um, but there always just seems to be excuses out of his camp as well like even after his last fight where he was or the fight before where he was quite poor yeah but he got the job done mm-hmm. and then there was all these excuses like oh he didn't have his passport ready yeah. and then he's come and he's been ill for three weeks and he's not been training at you know max you know at, at, at proper you know he's not been going full pelt in training or whatever I don't really know but there just always seems to be these excuses and now it's like oh yeah he's given he, you know he, he he wanted to continue but we, we had to put him out or whatever and like the ring I know the ring yeah. but the ring madness before and yeah. everything and like... the
1: thing, the funny thing about that was because Billy Joe's thought that's the biggest ring he's ever fought in mm-hmm. he's never fought in a, foot, a ring bigger than 22, 20 yeah. foot but then he's like oh I need a 22 foot ring if I don't get a 22 foot ring this fight is rigged after, the, <laughs> so... after all of the Chisora like, yeah. stuff the week before as well yeah Chazora loves to do a bit of madness, yeah. just like trying to. I reckon he does it to wangle a bit more money. About and he's got eleven fights though now as well. Yeah, I don't know. How does he still get keep getting? <laughs> <content>? <laughs> how does he keep getting opportunities? I saw someone <laughs> said
0: he's just a he's just an he's just he's just a decent journeyman at this stage. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: well you know he's just he's like top thirty everywhere <laughs> like, maybe top twenty, maybe yeah. that was harsh, but like yeah, I don't know. Just... Ever since ever since
0: he tried to use that analogy with Dillian White, <laughs> he's never been the If same. anyone's not
1: seen that just put in Derrick's a laxative And him. then and then
0: put in um I was prepared to die in that sauna because that's
1: one of the best <laughs> things I've watched Tyson Fury. No. Yeah. If we do if we ever do a YouTube channel we should do a reaction <laughs> yeah. to that. We could do a reaction <laughs> yeah, to the gloves yeah, are right. off stuff. Yeah, no, that would be good. Yeah. Um but th- this is another thing, like people in the build-ups to this fight I think a lot of people convinced themselves that Billy Joe Saunders was Tyson Fury. Yeah. And he's not but he's not a killer. That's he's the thing. like the thing is, another thing, another reason he lost. He just the power difference was so clear. No, I because
0: that's the thing as well. <laughs> that's why I was when I was watching it, I thought Billy Joe's doing all right, but he just didn't. And you said it so much, he did not look like he was hurting him.
1: No, right? he wasn't. He and like that, Canelo has got one of the greatest just, chins, he's
0: doing, <laughs> and that's fine, but you hear Canelo and it's pounding against the guys like, like you can all, I can always yeah. you can
1: always tell on the first yeah. body shot. Yeah. yeah. First body shot can I, Billy Joe but brings his elbows it, down and I'm just like, but oh you my see, god. But we're getting hit by Canelo is <laughs> yeah. like it's different. the thing is in that gym, in that Reynoso gym, they mm-hmm. they they put a lot of practice into like single shots. Like they practice that left foot to the body like nobody's visit. Like they just mm. perfect it and they've got so much power in it. So who are um, we
0: seeing Canelo fight next?
1: Kayla Plant will be the fight. It'll yeah. be undisputed. Would but... you would you like to have seen a rematch? What well, Billy Joe? Yeah. Why? Why? don't think he
0: did do you not think he fought all right? Like he fought all right. He won't fight he, better than that. Yeah, but that's probably the best you're gonna get. You you're, and I good. don't
1: think I don't think that was Canelo's best night yeah, either. Yeah. So I think he, his head movement's usually a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think he was getting tagged with the jab yeah. more, more than he would normally.
0: And I just think Floyd Logan. <laughs> Why did you bring that up? <laughs>
1: so, why did you bring that up?
0: No, because I've enjoyed the build up to that, to be fair. Like, I found it entertaining. And like, you if, know what? if Floyd fights Jake and Logan on the same night,
1: then I'm. That would be that. decent value yeah. for money. But the thing is, like, I was saying to my brother, like, when is it? Is Floyd going to have a sort of epiphany where he's like, am I sort of disgracing myself a little bit here? Like, I'm sort of respected as one of the greatest spots of all time. And I'm having, like, yeah. Jake Paul make memes out of well, me." That's the that,
0: thing. Like even <laughs> Conor McGregor was kind of saying that.
1: You know. Come on, like, just grow up a little yeah. bit for you. Conor
0: McGregor as well, <laughs> highest paid sportsman.
1: I saw that. I was but surprised. That's by
0: he that. sold it's because of proper. 12. And it was also
1: in Abu Dhabi as well. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not
0: quite... really got anything to do with. <laughs> well, like he made money off his fights, but yeah. without proper twelve, he wouldn't yeah. be.
1: Well, yeah. he sold it for six hundred mil, didn't he? Just so, nuts, man. <laughs> he's done as well.
0: Like, well, he's no, just it's like this is what he's going to fight. What he's going to fight Poirier again. Yeah,
1: like he's gonna lose that, in my opinion. Yeah, like even the day after that um Poirier mm-hmm. fight, you see him on his cruise ship with his son. He's well, and that's the thing, Poirier's what? back in the gym, mate. Where's his motivation? Like, like why? Like, what? was He, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have cut after the Khabib fight. That that was it. Well, he should have just like. Or even after Floyd, like, like the once you get that bag, like this is why you gotta have so much respect for athletes like Messi, Ronaldo, Mayweather, who make so much money. And it doesn't affect them. Yeah. Like it doesn't affect how good they are. Because yeah, like, they... McGregor was always motivated by the money. Yeah. Like, like it was even like even in his early fights, he was like in the in the ring, geez, he's like, yeah, baby. sixty G's, Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> no, McGregor on the come up was that yeah. was one of the greatest things. Well, that's but... the thing.
0: But McGregor's not like McGregor will be idolized as one of the the you know the the goats of UFC, but yeah. he's just he's just not the
1: goat fighter. Yeah. Like Well no he's you Khabib's know, the GOAT Khabib in UFC yeah. Probably Or John Jones But yeah. um It's just like I said Like The mail of a bag ruined him In mm-hmm. my opinion Just because like But the Khabib fight as well man The guy He, he he's, got destroyed He's like never me. gonna win that though He's never yeah. gonna win yeah. that Like It's just not somebody can
0: realistically. Well, win. After the end of the scenes, I, I I I love watching that though because the scenes at the end, <laughs> literally when Khabib points at like who is it? Dylan Danis. Yeah. He yeah. points at Dylan Danis and he tries to keep going for him after the rest, <laughs> like wave it off, That he, was like, madness. He jumps out and points at Dylan Danis jumps over the like you know jumps onto the cage and then just flies into the crowd and that, that was madness that, yeah could you imagine being there like that would have
1: been that scary. would have been insane okay but i can just imagine the amount of fights in the crowd and stuff as really well crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah back to the logan sort of floyd thing yeah. just like if anyone is listening to this um and thinks logan has a chance Please stop listening because I Get just. Get your head examined. <laughs> Get your head examined right away. Yeah, like. Go just... and revise for your tests because you <laughs> probably need to if you think that that's a possibility. Like... like, I know, like, people will say, like, oh, he's bigger and stuff. Like,
0: oh. no, but people are like, oh, Floyd's never been hit by a guy like Logan. Like,. Mate, was, like, if Logan hitting Floyd is like you know me hitting you. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. No, it's, it's just irrelevant. Like, like
1: you, if you think you know Logan hits harder than Canelo, like Logan,
0: well, this is you <laughs> summed it up to me all so well. I never thought, I never thought, I've never said that Logan could beat Floyd. yeah. Um, but when you kind of said about Logan. This guy, like, he put a YouTube video up yesterday of him boxing four people at once. He's never won a fight. He's <laughs> never won a fight. He had 12 rounds and he couldn't... He knocked down JJ once. And even then, that was an illegal punch. Like, the guy is not good at boxing. Like, He's, point blank, he can't box.
1: It's just... He had yeah.
0: 12 rounds with JJ and he didn't beat him in either fight. I mean... And is, he was
1: lucky to get a draw in the first fight. Is there, is there, is there anyone that's really going to argue with us on that? like, And
0: Jake... Yeah, Jake. Jake can box a tiny bit, but yeah, he's not going to beat Floyd. <laughs> he's not going to beat Tommy. No, Fury, I actually no. do
1: think it would be good value for money if he did both no, I'd in the like same night. Yeah, I'd like to just see do, do both that. in the same night. However, or both in the same ring. But also, what I,
0: what I will credit Jake Paul with is he got me interest. He got me more interested in this fight than Floyd or Logan have. Yeah, like literally, he built up all the hype for that fight by doing those antics at the press conference <laughs> so much better than the two of them did he's a
1: great self promoter yeah Jake like, the, the, the do you know what? he's he's mastered, Cole, <laughs> he's mastered the art of getting people to tune in to see him being knocked Wait. out and <laughs> do do you know what, the opponents he's picked as well like he's, he's picked them so perfectly because he's picked ones that he knows <laughs> that the public think oh you might lose it, yeah. But they know for hundred percent, there's yeah. no chance of them yeah. losing. Like
0: Ben Askren, how did anyone ever think <laughs> Ben Askren, man.
1: the like, worst the thing is in the UFC? History. You see how they sell it though, like, yeah. oh, this just YouTube like mug versus yeah. like this UFC killer. Yeah, but <laughs> an
0: Olympian, but he was a
1: wrestler. He wasn't an Olympic Olympic boxer. He was a wrestler. <laughs> it's like it's it's just it's like I was about to say it's like badminton and tennis, but it's not even that. It's no, like- but it's
0: like Chris M D playing football against someone who was a professional rugby player. Like, you know, it's kind of, yeah, they're going to say, oh, but this guy was a sportsman. Yeah, but he's never played football. (laughs) Like, Chris MD is not professional, but he's all right at football. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's Yeah, it's 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 pretty mad. (laughs) And Logan fighting Floyd is like Chris playing for Barcelona.
1: Like, it's just, I mean, fair play to him for getting the (laughs) opportunity. (laughs)
2: God, that
1: was- it's gonna be fun. I mean, I'm not gonna watch it if you're gonna pay for that. I'm streaming it. I'm not. Gonna if, watch, if anyone's not gonna, gonna pay it. for that, like you know, good luck to you. But mm-hmm. um, I hope you enjoy it. But just Joshua m- Fury. Ugh, I'm sick of this. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm so sick of this show. <laughs> no, honestly, this Joshua Fury stuff is mental. Just because. There's been Eddie Hearn has come out and said it's been confirmed, but like, like for the fifteenth time, <laughs> like it's been confirmed but not confirmed, like twenty like it was, times. I swear
0: it was it was basically confirmed after, um, like Joshua beat. The, well, jo- jo- Joshua yeah. beat Pulev, and then it was like, oh yeah. Well, no, there
1: was this yeah. thing last year in the Where it was summer. Like, forget,
0: yeah, like last summer it was like after they agreed beat Wilder deal. No, it's not. Yeah. It was yeah. like
1: during the lockdown, and yeah, then yeah. like Fury does this Instagram like, oh, massive thanks to Daniel Kinahan. We've got yeah. the AJ fight, yeah. and Eddie Hearns like, yeah, they've agreed a deal, fifty fifty. Yeah, and then like. If, and then they he beats Pulev, and then like, oh yeah, the fight's obviously going to happen. And then like in February, you've got Eddie Hearn saying, yeah, we're definitely going to announce like in two weeks. And now what's the date today? Like, today yeah. is the fourteenth of May. And now and
0: we're getting our oh, seventh of August, or oh, fourteenth
1: of August. The in thing is, Saudi. this I'll tell you what will happen. It'll be fourteenth of August, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and it all happened, but it's just for me they've sort of dragged the the excitement out yeah. of it a little bit with the with the announcement. Nah, it's and like...
0: also Ed Fury's just on a mad one though as well, calling you... out Enganu, like <laughs> Drew
1: McIntyre, AJ like hey, br- I'm, love I'm, I'm living for I'm living for uh, Tyson Fury's Instagram stories. Nah, they, now, they are jokes. Bodybuilding. <laughs> Sh-
0: big, shit house big, no, he's like, yeah he's like big ugly shit house <laughs> like, like, just throws out any word, yeah, he can any think word of. any word that he can think of just, <laughs> just, just like soon as I'm on a rant I'm gonna call out the big body builder shit house shit dossa. Dossa, <laughs> dossa, ugly Anthony Joshua but yeah punch
1: it, like, it'll be a it'll be a great fight um, when it does finally get announced and we get to that moment in the ring but um, I don't think we've got enough time on this podcast to really go into too much depth on it But no, um, just
0: is it gonna happen Fourteenth yeah. of August.
1: Yeah. It, it, it will definitely happen. Like one of like the YouTubers I watch on Boxing also works for Talksport and ESPN Africa. And he's already been asked, can you work fourteenth of August? Mm-hmm. He's gone to he's gone to Finchley Gym to start recording a documentary about AJ versus Fury yeah. by Talksport. So like it's happening. But but it's just like the way they've sort of dragged the excitement out of it yeah. for me. But, and Saudi, um, like. Yeah. It, I mean the thing is, it's easy for us to say like, oh yeah you should fight in Wembley for the fans when you're making half the money and it's not even guaranteed that you're going to fill up Wembley. And it's like... The money talks. The money talks. And you know what, like, boxing's a global sport. Like, it's going to be watched around the world this fight, but it would have been great to be in Wembley for the fans, but, like, can you really tell someone when they're going into, like, the final match of their career that, you know, you need to take half, potentially a quarter of the money, like, you know, when you can set up your family for, like, generations on generations on generations.
0: yeah. Yeah. AJ's already fought in Saudi
1: Yeah But he's just Going to make more money Yeah But this is why I love AJ as well though Because he never lets that Get to his head Yeah So Big ups to AJ He's going to lose though We'll get into that On another yeah. podcast
0: Right So that's it I think that's it Yeah Yeah. Well thank you for listening guys Um, This has been Episode 18 Hopefully Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 18 Um, We'll be back with another episode soon I think We, we should got... be more active During yeah. the summer We've definitely Santa. got We've got a team of the season one Coming yeah. up
1: We'll probably do like a Euros preview, Champions League final Euros preview. Euros
0: preview, Champions League final preview. Are we gonna yeah. watch that at your house or Probably? Yeah. yeah. So Champions League final <laughs> preview. Um we could do that day off Champions League final maybe. I don't know, but we'll see. Maybe day before. Probably day yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll have we'll have Euros preview, Champions League final preview, team, team of the season, season. Yeah. AJ Fury. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When that gets announced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we'll probably mesh that in with some football. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. Yeah. Cheers for listening. Yeah, pleasure we'll to be you. back in the studio. <laughs>
0: Thank you for all the support, guys, and yeah, we'll talk to you later.